the final exam rather than coursework. RBS has suspended two traders in connection with investigations into foreign exchange trading in London. There have also been reports that three executives at Citigroup, JP Morgan and Standard Chartered, have been sent on leave by their employers. The Financial Conduct Authority has been investigating claims of manipulation of foreign exchange rates. Police have arrested a 25-year-old man and a 17-year-old youth in connection with the murder of a pizza delivery man in Sheffield. Thafija Peris, who was 25 and from Sri Lanka, was stabbed on his final shift as a delivery driver on Sunday night. A teenager has been kicked unconscious during the latest robbery in a Luton park. The 17-year-old was attacked on Monday evening in Catsbrook Park. He was robbed at knife point before being punched and kicked unconscious. His four attackers are described as black, aged between 16 and 18. A phone app to ensure paramedics take critically injured patients to the right hospital has been designed by a Buckinghamshire ambulance service. South Central are launching the app called the Trauma Triage Tool, as Tony Fisher reports. Devised by a paramedic and trainee consultant, the app, using GPS signal, can recommend to crews which is the best place to take the patient. It also suggests alternative hospital options, all based on distance and estimated travel time by road. The app can also be used to record details of the incident and the condition of the injured person to help when the patient is handed over to hospital. In sport, Watford kick off tomorrow's football programme with a quarter past 12 start at home to Leicester in the Championship. It's another televised clash for the Hornets after Monday night's controversial draw at Brighton. Meanwhile, in League One, MK Dons host Walsall and Stevenage face Wolves. And the weather, it'll be a mostly cloudy day with some rain about. Also some brighter spells later, maximum temperatures of 13 degrees Celsius. That's 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. You right, Barry? Very well, thank you. Yeah. Not nervous or, or tense or anything at the moment? Not at all nervous or tense. You sure? Positive. Okay. You sure there's Should no I way? be? You, I, I, I don't know. Should you be? <laughs> I don't know. Absolutely not. You're part of the team now. I know. You know what that means, don't you? You'll be hiding in a car park somewhere for me one of the mornings <laughs> at five o'clock. Yes, I will. <laughs> yes, I will. It's not as threatening as it sounds, dear listener. I'm not going to be there with a with a, a, a pipe, ready to bash him. No, none of that. We have a little little sport here at uh, on the Inley Show where we like to scare the whatsits out of each other. Got Kelly Betts fantastic this morning, and then Catherine Boyle burst out of a stationary cupboard and took six years off Justin Dealey's life. <laughs> he tried to kick the door in her face. It was very unpleasant. Just <laughs> say so Barry's been here a few weeks now. He's kind of bedded him. Oh, don't get me started on Alice Glossop as well. Morning. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's a Friday. Lots coming up on the show this morning, including it's that time of the year when normal, healthy adults do something in their backyard they'd never normally dream of. No, not that, you mucky pups. They burn stuff. Hey, but by a strange coincidence, you know the Fire Brigades Union? Yeah, they've decided that tonight's the best night to stage a four-hour walkout. Coincidence? I'm not sure. We'll also be talking to someone who wants to spoil all the fun you'll be having burning money by asking you to make a moral decision before you release your rockets. And listen, I don't want to worry you. It's not our, our duty here at BBC Three Counties Radio to do that. But 
But an ambulance team has come up with a great way of deciding which hospital to take you to in an emergency. No, 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 it's not a a snazzy new walkie-talkie CB radio system. No, no, no. It's a phone app. A phone app. Steve, you got your iPhone on. Yeah, my battery's about to go. I don't know where to take this poor fella. Lots of ways to get in touch. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Send me a text, 81333, start your text 3CR, or you can give me a call. Lots of calls this week, and uh, it's, I, it's the best way of doing it, isn't it? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, now, bought your fireworks for tonight. You're going to do, do, do some, some bangers in the back garden? Maybe a Catherine wheel? Yeah, get some sparklers. I suggest you cancel it. It's too dangerous, according to the Chief of the Fire Brigade's Union in Bedfordshire. FBU members are planning four-hour walkouts tonight at the start of the weekend when people are most likely to be setting off backyard bangers, and then again on Monday. Well, Bedfordshire's FBU Chair, Pat Carberry, joins me now. Pat, what on earth is going on? Well, Ian, uh, of course, we uh, we spoke uh, with the listeners a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, you came to see us when we were outside Luton. And I yeah. thought you were a sensible chap then. Uh, well, uh, of course, since then, we've been out on strike for uh, four hours on that day. Uh, we had another strike scheduled for the week after, which we cancelled. And the reason we cancelled that was because uh, we were actually starting to have some meaningful discussions uh, with uh, our employers and the government. Uh, the position has always been that the changes to our pension scheme would demand a firefighter to work all the way up to the age of 60, whereas currently they're only expected to work to 55, and we feel that that, that is just not good enough. It's not what the public deserve. The public deserve to have physically fit and healthy firefighters, and government reports indicate it's highly unlikely that firefighters will be able to... Uh, to make that fitness stand. Another thing the public deserve, though, Pat, is they deserve, on bonfire weekend, they deserve to be able to have bonfires and set off fireworks uh, safely and easily. And, and you're advising people to cancel their fireworks displays. Well, we have set the uh, action for tonight, which is, it's actually four and a half hours. Uh, oh, uh, it, gets, six, it gets worse. 30 to 11. Um, but why tonight, mate? That's not fair, is it? That's not fair on the public. Well... There is, of course, tomorrow night. Uh, no, no, no. The 5th uh, of November. Pat, uh, fifth, fifth, you know people don't really do it on the 5th of November. They do it on the weekend closest. And tonight is the first night of the weekend closest to bonfire night. I, I suggest you're being very, very unfair to the, to the public. Well, you have to look at it that uh, firefighters are being treated very unfairly at the moment. You're putting uh, people's lives at risk, though. Well, that's why we're having this conversation. Uh, we would encourage people... Uh, not to have bonfires and not to set fireworks off in the back garden. The, but why should they not do that? Because you, cause you lot have decided to be all selfish and take your ball inside and not let anyone else play with it. Because uh, at the end of the day, we are, we are going out and strike, uh, and we have been pushed into this. By no, you government. haven't, Pat. You haven't been pushed into it. You haven't been pushed into a strike on the Friday of bonfire weekend. You haven't. That's your decision, your decision to r- ruin families' weekends. Uh, well, I would hardly say it's ruining the weekends. As I say, they have another option uh, about having uh, the celebrations tomorrow night. Supposing they and can't. Supposing they can't. Supposing they can't do it tomorrow night. Supposing t- tonight they've got everything planned, they've got everyone coming round, they've got food in, they've spent all the money. Tonight's the only night they can do it. And you're telling them, don't. Well, we're encouraging them not to. Uh, and if people do insist upon having bonfires and firework parties, 
Um, they need to be aware that there is a, restrict, uh, a reduced far cover within uh, the, uh, the counties uh, and therefore to act uh, in a responsible manner and uh, use extra vigilance to make sure that whatever they're doing is safe. Uh, in particular, once fireworks have been set off, make sure that uh, they haven't landed in an area where it's likely to cause a fire. Make sure that if they're putting a bonfire up, they're putting it up in an area that it's unlikely to spread to uh, to any property uh, and, and make sure they have provision that if it does start to get out of hand that they can at least start to knock it down uh, to give those who that will be providing the fire cover tonight that extra opportunity to get there. Pat, listen, uh, I, I, you, I, I suspect, and we'll put this out to the listeners, I suspect you're going to lose a lot of public support on this, doing this strike today. And but speaking freely, I think it's a little bit selfish. I really think it's selfish, and I, th- I think you've let the public down today. Yes, well, uh, as I say, I, I, I don't think it's such a major celebration that... that, that it is, that mate. It's, 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 it's Britain. It's huge. Bonfire, I don't know if you've noticed, for, well, at least the last 40 years I've been alive, but Bonfire Weekend is huge. It's a massive thing. Yes, and as you say, it's the weekend. So we're out for four and a half hours on one evening. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, but you, there you, is the opportunity to actually celebrate closer to the actual event. Uh, what about the idiots that go running around with fireworks, setting fireworks off in the street? What about those idiots that, you, that aren't going to listen to, to yeah. what some grumpy firemen are saying? Well, as I say, we have got some provision uh, for fire cover tonight uh, if there is an incident. Um, we can never really deal with those idiots properly. Uh, obviously, uh, we would like to think... So you're just scaring, you're just scaring young families then? If you can't deal with those idiots, you're just scaring families, Pat. I, I, listen, I have my sympathies for the fire strike and the, and the changes in the pension. I, I, I do think you're being selfish today. Yeah, well, we've, we've made the decision that something has to be done. Uh, the talks have now stalled. Uh, we're in this position where uh, um, the local employers acknowledge that the age-related uh, implications are real. Uh, they say that uh, uh, that is going to be a problem. Uh, central government and the fire minister said to the local employers, you sort it out. They say we can't uh, do that unless you pay for it. Pat, but Pat, listen, Mr and Mrs Jones at home with their two kids and the family coming round, they won't care about that tonight. All they'll know is that, that you've put their, them potentially at risk. Yeah, well, obviously our, our, our intention is to try and encourage the government to come back to talk. But no, but that doesn't bother, and, and, that doesn't and, bother the families that want to have a fireworks display tonight. Well, perhaps uh, that's something which the government should be. Uh, no, Pat. It's something. About. It's Pat. It's you that has, has bu- brought the strike for tonight. It's you. It's not the government. It's you that have said to families, "I'm going to stuff up your evening." Well, I, as I say, it's the weekend, and, and people have the opportunity to to go to other events. Okay, Pat. We've got to end it there. Listen, uh, Bedfordshire's FBU chair, Pat Carberry. I have sympathy for the fire strike. I met Pat last time. He came to Luton Station. What a lovely bloke I thought, and he was a nice bloke. Today, if I'm honest, I think he's being selfish. Well, am I being a bit harsh? I, I, listen, let me open this up to you. I need your phone calls on this. The fire brigade are going on strike tonight for four and a half hours, between 6.30 and 11. On the night when a lot of families will be having bonfires and fireworks. We'll be talking about fireworks kind of a bit, a bit as well. Have you lost sympathy for the fire brigade over their strike plans today? 08459 455 555 81333. Start your text 3CR or go to facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR.
And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see No, I won't be afraid Oh, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand Stand by me So darling, darling, stand by me Oh, stand by me Oh, stand Stand by me Stand by me If the sky that we look upon Should tumble and fall Or the mountain should crumble Just as long as you stand, stand by me And darling, darling, stand by me Oh, stand by me Oh, stand now Stand by me, stand by me BBC Three Counties Radio. The Fire Brigade are going out on strike tonight. A night when a lot of families will be having fireworks and bonfires and things in their back garden. Have you lost sympathy with the Fire Brigade for this? Are you thinking, no, good on you. Well done. Perfect. You've got people's attention. 08459 455 555. 616 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel now with Russell Holding. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. I was thinking I'm, I'll lose a lot of sympathy with them if my house burns down tonight, Ian. Um, roads, thankfully, seem to be doing all right at the moment. The M1 looks pretty good here. A1M as well. Both looking pretty good as you head further afield too. The A5 busying up just a little bit, heading north uh, through Dunstable up towards the A505. But no severe delay so far. And thankfully, I'm not aware of any accidents or incidents. I'm looking at the uh, various train departure boards. I can see there's one cancellation showing on a train at Milton Keynes Central into into Euston. The 6.23 uh, got cancelled. Looks like everything else is pretty much to time, though, but that one cancelled. That's the 6.43 at Watford Junction. Normally gets into Euston at two minutes past seven. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Russell. Right, it's 6.17. It's, uh, where are we now? Friday, oh my goodness. The 1st of November... 
I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Fireworks displays face disruption later today as firefighters across England and Wales go on strike again. Police have arrested a 25-year-old man and a 17-year-old youth in connection with the murder of a pizza delivery man in Sheffield. In sport, Watford take on Leicester at home in the Championship tomorrow in the early kickoff at 12.15. The weather today will be mostly cloudy, with some rain early uh, and late, so rain throughout the day, maybe not in the middle, I don't know. Just look out the window. Coming up, fireworks. Is it right to spend, I don't know, 50, 100, 150 quid a pop on something that'll go up in smoke at a time when people are having to choose between heating and eating? 08459 455 555. 525,600 minutes. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine, the biggest local talking points. There is only one professional force that can control chemical weapons. How can we, as a civilised country, stand by and let more poor innocent children get killed? The JVS Show. Harry's in Bedford. Let's see what Harry wants to say. She knew what the laws were. She knew what she was doing. She got caught tough. I disagree with the penalty. I think that for smuggling drugs, it shouldn't be a death. The JVS Show, weekdays from 9, BBC Three Counties Radio. Are you serious?
the fire brigade are going on strike tonight. When lots of families will be having bonfires and fireworks and things like that. Sparklers. You know, fire. Bit selfish, or do you think, no, fair play, well done. Making a stand. 08459 555. Dave's in Luton, you want to have your say on this. Morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. Dave, what can I do for you? What's today's date? It's the uh, 1st of November 2013, David. Why, have you, right. have you got confused? No, no. I'm wondering if you have. No. All right, when's bonfire night? Um, uh, remember, actually, remember, remember, David, the 5th of November. Gunpowder, treason and plot. That's correct. Correct, I know. So what, so what they're letting them off the fireworks tonight? Are you really... Are you really so silly that you need no, no, me to answer no, that? No, no, you're silly, Ian. Hold on a moment. These firemen are going out on strike because they've got a word to the 65. No, no, and no. We know, we, listen, with the gentleman from the fires, Fire Brigade Union ex- expressed it much better than you could ever dream of. What's, do you not see why it's a little bit selfish, possibly? No, no. No, I don't. To go on strike tonight? No. Why? These firemen are fighting for their pay, okay. their pension. Okay. Uh, got to work. That's fine. 60. I understand. Right. I understand. So, and and uh, they're allowed to ruin families' fun, are they? No, but it's not family fun. It's the fifth of November, which is a Tuesday, David. Who on right. earth? Who on earth? No, 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 no. no. There's a Saturday and there's a Sunday. Right. Okay. Sundays. Right. Are, Sundays are school night. Tuesdays are school night. So you're down to Friday and Saturday. You're down to two days. What if you can only do it on a Friday? What if you've got it all planned but hang on for a tonight? Yeah, but bum for. Well, Guy Fawkes didn't turn around and say, oh, we can't do it on the 1st of November because it's a Sabbath day. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think Guy Fawkes had to go to school the next day or had kiddies that had to go to school the next day. Right, when I was young, um, we had bonfire night. Probably around the same time we, as Guy Fawkes. Yeah, but we couldn't, let, we couldn't light a fire till that 5th of November and we couldn't let off fireworks till that 5th of November. So when you were a boy, when was the first time you let one off? You, you couldn't let them off because you couldn't get the fireworks. To the fifth of November. So, okay. So, what, so when would you, when you were a young boy, when uh, did, when did you let one off? Did you ever let one off on the fifth of November? So you had to wait until the fifth of November to let one off before you could go and get the fireworks from the shops. So you they wouldn't they sell you them on the first of November or the second or the third. Okay. Well, you nowadays, Dave. Nowadays, life is life has changed, and right, the, the industrial it, it, revolution has happened, and oh, people like it, to let one rip on a Friday or a Saturday. But hang on, if you, so you're going to have all these firemen uh, on a Monday, on, well, maybe October. If I want to shoot off on a Friday night, I will shoot off on a Friday night. Yeah, but hold on. You've got, so they, they can be letting these fireworks off in October, end of October, because they can buy them. You can have all these firemen all the way through the year, right through the country, having fires where a rocket's landed on a house or something on the 29th of October. You, you've got to give a rest bit of, um, a bit of thought for these firemen. And they, in turn... Hang on, is this David Luton? Yes, it is. You're banned. Well, t- oh, wait, 459-455-555 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call on the subject of fireworks, the fire, firework industry is, is, is a £70 million a year business. And this, of course, is one of its busiest weekends. But is it right to spend 50 to to £100 a pop on something that'll go up in smoke at a time when, we've heard on the show this week, people are choosing between heating and eating. 
Well, Bedfordshire humanist Ian Smith suggests not. I'll chat with him a bit later on. Meanwhile, Justin Dealey's been speaking to the people in Kings Langley about fireworks. Justin, what have people been saying to you? Hello, Ian. I've been asking people at our fireworks. Halloween. 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 You well? Halloween. You're on me now, are you? Halloween. Yeah, no, Ian. Okay. Ian, I've been asking people in Kings Langley about firework displays at home. Are they just a waste of time? Here's what people have had to say. Uh, there's too many accidents, too careless. The public's generally very careless, I find, about things like this. So children get hurt and animals get hurt. So it's much better, I think, in public, where you've got trained people and... It sounds pretty drastic, but would you like to see a ban on private firework displays? Yes, I think they're dangerous. Like having a lion in your back garden, that's dangerous too, isn't it? No, no. If people do it responsibly, we ought to be a responsible society, which most people are, and people are ignoring today. Let people do what they want to do, provided it's done responsibly. But the thing is, though, you know, can we really be responsible in this country? People going out, spending money on fireworks in the back garden, people aren't trained, are they? Are you responsible? I don't have firework displays. No, but are you a responsible person? On the whole, yes. Go and ask everybody else if no. they are a responsible person and if they are, they'll act responsibly. I am a responsible person, but if I went into my back garden with fireworks, I wouldn't know what I was doing. You can read. There are instructions on them. You apply the instructions. You don't hold them. You do what the instructions say on the box and on the firework. I've just spoken to a lady who says they should be banned. Is it... Is that person and people like her just just killjoys? I've got a philosophy that Mm. society is trying to kill itself by trying to be an overkill situation, overprotective. Um, You cannot take protection away from all walks of life. You've got to give people freedom. Otherwise, we're just going to become an inhibited society. Well, thank you for that, Justin. Joined now by John Culverhouse, Culverhouse excuse me, from Fantastic Fireworks Limited at Pepperstock in Bedfordshire. Morning, John. How has been, uh, trading been this year? Well, it's uh, off to a bit of a start this year. I don't a bit of a what? Sorry, John. It's a, it's a, go and stand near the window. We're losing you slightly. It's to a quiet start. John, we'll have to come back to you a bit later on, I think, because that's, uh, that's uh, not, not a particularly good line. Uh, Justin, interesting what people were saying there. Well, the thing is, Ian, you know, personally, when it comes to firework displays at home, I don't see the point on two fronts, really, because, A, you're wasting a lot of money. I think you can get better value from public firework displays. But also, secondly, the safety aspects. I mean, can you imagine me in my back garden with a load of fireworks? I just don't think, personally, I could be trusted to, to be safe. And probably the same for you, I'd have thought. Have you ever lit a firework? Uh, yes, when I was a young oh, lad really? um, a long long time ago and somebody mentioned this to me yesterday well you know kids they can't get their hands on fireworks unless they're 18 I said well that's absolute nonsense we you all know. know that's nonsense of a- course absolutely. it is you know, any child who wants to get their hands on fireworks alcohol cigarettes they are going to get their hands on it somehow but I just think the responsible attitude would be to go to a public firework display that's just my personal opinion Justin thank you very much indeed well th- this morning we're asking you spending money on fireworks for display Blazing your back garden with your mates right in the current climate. Maybe we should all just be going to these organised displays, which ones are left, that is, uh, and making a donation to charity. Is it immoral for us to spend so much money on fireworks when, when people, you know, maybe your neighbours are struggling to eat and heat? 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Hi, and thankfully I'm not aware of any accidents at the moment. The M1 is looking pretty good here. Seems all right as you head out of county. The A1M and the M25 also looking pretty good so far. Fingers crossed for an uneventful morning. The speed sensors just is a little bit busy on the A5 each way uh, through Dunstable. Um, no other delays really of any significance. Busying up a little, I suppose, on the A428 heading into Bedford. Um, looking at the various departure boards uh, on the trains, I can see one or two minor delays. There's nothing really significant, thankfully, at the moment to report. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines, firefighters across beds, hearts and bucks will go on strike from 6.30 this evening for four hours. The fire brigade's union is in a dispute with the government about pensions. The mother of Baby P is understood to have been freed from prison. Tracy Connolly was jailed in 2009 and given a minimum of five years for causing or allowing her son's death. She'd been held on remand for several months before being sentenced. A teenager has been kicked unconscious during the latest robbery in a Luton park. The 17-year-old was attacked on Monday evening in Catsbrook Park. He was robbed at knife point before being punched and kicked unconscious. The exams regulator Ofqual has confirmed the details of what it calls the biggest shake-up of GCSEs in England for a generation. A new numerical system for marking will see an extra grade added. Students will be scored from 1 to 9, with 9 being the best grade. And the weather, it will be a mostly cloudy day with some rain, but some, also some brighter spells about. Winds will be a gentle southwesterly, with temperatures around normal for early November, 13 degrees Celsius, 55 degrees Fahrenheit, the maximum temperature. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford kick off tomorrow's football programme with a quarter past 12 start at home to Leicester in the Championship. It's another televised clash for the Hornets after Monday night's controversial draw at Brighton. In League One, MK Dons host Walsall with manager Carl Robinson aware they have lost four of their last five league matches. I think if you keep doing the right things, it'll, it'll turn. Listen, there's been a number of times when it's been great and it's been easy to stick with us. But when it's not great, we've got to stick together even more. Well, also in League One, improving Stevenage go to second place Wolves with manager Graham Westley feeling they are beginning to look like his previous Borough teams. On a good day we'd win well and on a bad day we won. And that was what we did. And, uh, you know, this group is starting to understand now what it takes to win well on a good day um, and just win when you're you're not your best. In League Two, Wickham travel to Accrington and in the conference, Luton make the long trip to Gateshead tomorrow. Scott Griffiths picking up an injury during the warm-up last Saturday and Hatter's boss, John Still, will assess the fullback who does travel. He's trained all week, so he'll come with us to um, Gateshead. But when we're training at Leeds tomorrow, so I'll have a look tomorrow and I'll, I'll decide from that. But if there's an ounce of doubt, you know, let, let's give him a rest and I know he'll be fine after that. England's cricketers are currently batting on day two of their opening Ashes warm-up match against a Western Australia eleven in Perth. A short time ago, England were 34 without loss with Joe Root and Michael Carberry at the crease. Earlier, the hosts declared on 451 for five, with Stephen Finn taking the only wicket to fall today. Rory McIlroy is tied for the lead as he approaches the end of his second round at the World Golf Championship event in Shanghai. McIlroy and the American Dustin Johnson are both at eight under par. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll have a full bulletin at seven. Call 0818 
BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine Ball is joining the studio. I have. I know. I know. I'm just introducing you. Otherwise, it's hello. Weird. Yes. Otherwise, it's weird. I know we're going to we're going to go back to John in a second. But it's weird if I don't introduce you and people. You know, you're Hello, here. everybody. My uh, name's Catherine. All right, let me welcome you. We were talking about fireworks earlier on, and uh, we were trying to speak to John Culverhouse from Fantastic Fireworks Limited. I think we got you back on the line, John, have we? I certainly am. There here we now, go. Yeah. We can hear you now. Uh, how has trading been this year? Well, it's got off to a bit of a quiet start. Normally, you hear the, uh, the, the sound of explosions in August, don't you, for firework night? But um, we haven't heard many this year. But people are now coming in. I think they've suddenly woken up to the idea it's actually Guy Fawkes next Tuesday. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the beginning beginning to happen. How much, on average, do people spend? Um, usually about £150, something like that. Um, it's a lot of money, isn't it, John, for, well, it, for a few minutes' pleasure? It, it is, and I, you know, this is one of the things about fireworks, that I've just been out to China, and I can tell you that firework prices are going to be going up because the Chinese are finding it very difficult to find people to actually make fireworks now. They can earn more money in the city and they can out in the sticks making fireworks. Yeah. So, it, believe it or not, for you know, a population of a billion, they are finding it very difficult to recruit workers. Of course, there are, there are still accidents in firework factories, and I've just been out there, and you know, they're very well run, but let's face it, it's a, it's, a, you know, it's a dangerous business if you don't do it properly. The fire brigade have decided to go on strike tonight, John. <laughs> well, right, OK, well, that... Uh, might be a problem for us, but strangely enough, I mean, most of the most of the fires that are caused over during firework week are with bonfires, not with fireworks. Right. Fireworks themselves are generally not something the fire brigade have to come and put out. They usually have to come and put out bonfires, and I have to put my hand up and say, well. We don't do bonfires. You don't sell bonfires. No. Just, to, just to make that clear. John, listen, sorry it's so short, but we appreciate you coming back on. John Culverhouse from Fantastic Fireworks Limited at Pepperstock in Bedfordshire. We've got three minutes, Kath. What are the chances of you making a cup of tea for me? Nil. Wow, wow. Honest but fair.
mean, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Producer Catherine Boyle has joined me in the studio. I have. Here we go. Have you, well, you got a bit of a cob on today. What's wrong? I'm still coming down from jumping out of the uh, cupboard. Yes, you, you, you scared Justin Dealey superbly. We I know, but I also bashed into him and I feel a bit bad about it. Ah, he's a tough lad. You can take it. Uh, before we do the papers, Andrew's in Bedford. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. Andrew, what can I do? For, good morning, sir. What can I do for you? Yeah, just like to say that you're talking absolute nonsense about the firefighters. Tell me why. Well, I think that people like that, they do such a worthwhile job, and I think if all the emergency services went on strike for a few days, you'd see, people would see the true value of them. And the selfish people in this country, the people that are paid enormous sums of money for doing not worthwhile jobs, and they're the sort of people that we ought to be uh, restricting wages and making them work longer. Yeah, uh, listen, uh, it's hard to argue that the firefighters and the nurses and the people like that are, are underpaid and they should have better deals and things like that. It's, it would be difficult to argue otherwise. But for them to decide to go on strike tonight seems to me a little bit selfish. But it's not bonfire night, is it? It's November the 1st, and it, uh, as far as I'm concerned, ever since I was a child, bonfire night was November the 5th. It didn't matter whether it was a weekend yeah. or, or a weekday. Well, parents, it was parents, on November the 5th. Parents, Andrew, are a little bit more responsible these days, so they don't like to keep their kids up on a school night. Well, have it, have, it, have it tomorrow, then. Put it off until tomorrow. Supposing they can't do it tomorrow. Supposing they've, they've been planning... Well, they do it tomorrow? Well, I don't know their personal situation. Maybe Dad's working. Maybe their mum has to go back to Jersey tomorrow. I don't know the details, but but, but it's... Put their children at risk. And there are a lot of children no. that are injured every year f- from fireworks. If they're going to put them at risk, for, put it off. And if they can't put it off, cancel it altogether. Oh, you kill Joy, Andrew. You they're kill the Joy. They're being selfish, Ian. I'm sorry. You... They're the ones that are being selfish for putting their children at risk. It's an interesting point. Andrew, thank you very much indeed. The, the, the parents or the fire brigade? Who are being more selfish? 08459 555555. Catherine, what's in the paper? There's a lot of things in the papers, and um, I have found some. <sighs> OK, I'll do one. The Daily Express. One. Oh, too late, I've started. Oh. Daily Express. Nine, shocking statistics here. 98% demand ban on new migrants. 98% of, of the British population, it would appear from that headline. Let me just read a little bit further. The crusade launched by the Daily Express yesterday to prevent a new surge of European immigration to Britain has already won massive... Oh, I see. Sorry. So it's not 98% of the British public. It's 98% of Daily Express readers who bothered to vote demand new ban ban on new migrants. That's who it is. Thank you very much, Daily Express, for not making that particularly clear. That's that sorted. Yes. Uh, the average Brit carries out 48 good deeds a year. Good. Is that all? Wait. Withholding the door for a stranger, the number one kindness. Is that a kindness? Is that not just not being an oaf? That's not a good deed. That's just what you should do. A good deed is um, um, pay, paying for the person's shopping. This is yes. a good deed. This is a good yeah. deed. I might do this today. I won't. Maybe I will. I don't know. Money's too tight to mention. But you see someone paying a petrol, p- pumping their car full of petrol. Yes. What's the phrase? Filling their car up. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. And you see, it's, you see it's 10 quid. It's an old lady. She's put 10 quid in. You're already paying for yours. And you say, I'll tell you what, I'll pay for pump number five as well. It's an elaborate scenario. Imagine it'd be nice. That's a good deed, isn't it? Yeah. Right. If I see an old lady filling up her car, her punto, with £10 worth of petrol this week. Listen to that. Sound of old ladies everywhere revving their engines. Yay! I'll, I'll, I'll do it. What else you got, Did Catherine? Did you say it had to be a punto? 
It specifically has to be a punto, <laughs> yes. Right, I wondered why. Yeah. So it has to be free, a punto. Free with your money. Uh, well, what else have we got? Let's have a look. Well, a lot of the front pages we you can't talk all the about. Good papers. Well, you say the good papers. I, I've nicked the Mail and the Express. Oh, by the way, congratulations to Jonathan Vernon Smith. He yes. won, didn't win one award last night. He won two awards last night. There will night. be no talking to him. Today. Well done, him. Good for him. Excellent stuff. We we weren't nominated. Any? What have you got in there? British kitchens have five thousand tons of out-of-date and unused herbs and spices. As studies found, have they got room? That <laughs> they've looked in my mum's cupboards. Why? Why? I didn't know spices went off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you come to the end of the jar, you get the next one. Do lot, you remember um, in the 70s, there used to be, in the early 80s, there used to be, sp- used to get spice racks. Yeah. You don't I, still get spice. I only just thrown one out. Really? Yeah, it was completely useless. I had a spinny one. This, my mum had them, like, on the wall. It was like a little sort of shelf with, with all the spices. The Usually Schwartz. Schwartz, that was it. I was trying to think of the company. A little bit of Schwartz. They still sell those. They're I exactly the same. I went to uh, Wagamama's yesterday, one of my favourite places. There yeah, are other you. places to eat, but it's a nice place. And I had noodles. And he said, do you like it spicy? I went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I nearly died. Honestly, I was drinking the soup. And I was dying. And the thing is, I was literally the only person in the restaurant. But I didn't want any of the waiting staff to notice. So I was pretending, trying to look cool. There's no way of looking cool when you're choking, is there? No, really? I don't think so. You're trying to swallow it. And then I, I drank all the water. I needed more water. And I had to go to the guy. Can you get me some more water, please? Water's not the thing, because it cools your mouth down and starts you up for the next one. You should drink milk or eat bread. Well, I'm not going to ask for a glass of milk in a restaurant, am I? I'm you not too. I'm really trying to say milk correctly because I know you lot bully me. No, milk or bread. That's what, what they should be supplying. <laughs> yeah, you, you uh, Asian restaurants that aren't supplying the right equipment <laughs> for my weak palate. Shame on you. I don't get you. those foods anyway. I don't get food as an endurance sport. Oh, uh, you're not a boy. <laughs> you, you went trick-or-treating last night, didn't you? I did, yeah. It was brilliant. What did you get? Uh, nothing. It didn't give me anything. I was dressed up. Oh, the you, kids got loads, though. You were dressed up as the uh, mum from the Munsters. Yeah, I was Lily Munster. That's good. Uh, it was fun. Yeah. I took it a bit too seriously, maybe. I didn't have a coat, I had a cape. <laughs> with a hood. But did you get anybody, because we were talking about this yesterday, weren't we? Did you get anybody who was like, oh, go on, naff off. Get no, because we it. only go to um, pre, pre-arranged places. We only go to the grandparents, really. Right, so it's okay. our, our own grannies we're scaring. Yeah. Um, but no, we didn't get told enough off. We, there's a code, of course, the pumpkin code, pumpkin which code. we abide by. My um, wife took, I was working to the kids uh, and some friends' kids uh, up to this, there's this lovely old Greek woman who lives kind of about half a mile away from us. And uh, she gave them um, digestives and Ferrero Rocher, but individually wrapped in little bits of tin foil. <laughs> well, hang on a minute. So the digestives were wrapped with the Ferrero Rocher? No, separately. So you'd have a, a digestive wrapped up in tin foil. Oh, yeah, she's hiding the fact it's the boringest biscuit a- in the world. And a tin. Whoa, whoa, I don't want to do a phone in. What's your favourite biscuit? But, but. Stick some but. chocolate on it, then we're talking. No, stick a bit of cheese on there. Oh yeah, but a digestive is is a digestive is God's gift to biscuits. It's the basic. It's the standard amongst which all other biscuits are judged. Just thinking of the niece, the niece biscuit. No, that's a bit. That's rich, a bit. rich tea. Rich tea is there with the digestive. Digestive is rich tea with a party frock on. I'm I'm really going to have to ask you to leave the studio now. Fine. And hang your head in shame as you go. Never. Don't like digestives. I like them, Out. but they're boring. Out. Dull. Out. Party rings. Pardon. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, we seem to be doing all right on the roads at the moment. We're not aware of any accidents. The M1 seems all right here. Looks pretty good as you go uh, further afield. Uh, Centre of Harpenden's just beginning to busy up a little bit. Dunstable still looks a little bit slow each way on the A5, but uh, nothing too severe so far. As I say, no accidents that I'm aware of. And the trains are not too bad. There are one or two delays that I can see on some of the departure boards, but they're fairly minor. There's one, the 6.38 at Milton Keynes Central, that's about to leave at 6.47 uh, for Euston. But uh, no other delays more than just uh, within five minutes, really. So I think we're doing OK. Oh, well, in Garden City, the 6.40 to King's Cross will be 6.48. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Russell, right, it's 6.46, it's Friday the 1st of November. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Firefighters across beds, hearts and bucks will stage a fresh strike today in a row with the government over pensions. The mother of Baby P, who was jailed in 2009 for her role in the toddler's death, is understood to have been freed from prison earlier this week. In sport, Watford kick off tomorrow's football programme at home to Leicester in the Championship. Coming up... Our introducing track of the week. And trust me, it's a good one. It's a... Ah! Here. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, hi, very good morning. Sorry, not very quick off the mark there, was I? Don't worry, Elizabeth, um, it's, it's early. <laughs> it's this the Friday. I'm about those digestive biscuits. The digestions are better. They're good biscuits, aren't they? I'll take any biscuit at the moment, yeah, if you're offering. Um... Yeah, it's not a bad-looking day, actually, uh, today. We'll probably stay dry until we get into this evening's rush hour, though. Um, we'll uh, see quite a lot of cloud around and perhaps a bit of brightness at times. I think most likely over parts of Hertfordshire as we head through the morning. Into the afternoon, it's going to turn even more cloudy, the cloud really thickening, and the breeze will probably pick up. Now, today's temperatures probably between 12 and 13 degrees, 55 in Fahrenheit. So no great shakes there, but I think for the most part, it will be dry for much of the day. Until that is, we do get into the evening rush hour, and then and we're starting to see some rain spread up from the south. Now, I think for the beginning of the rush hour, it's going to be all right. But by the time we get to, say, 7 o'clock, it's going to be a very wet picture indeed. The possibility of seeing up to an inch of rainfall quite widely, possibly even locally as much as two inches. The rain's always going to be worst and heaviest towards southern areas of the three counties. So uh, you will want to watch out for some rather tricky driving conditions tonight and uh, lots of uh, lots of surface spray and things like that. But all of the rain is going to clear away to the northeast as we head through into tomorrow morning. So it will be a dry start to the day tomorrow. Temperatures overnight down to a fairly mild 7 or 8 degrees, of course, underneath all of the cloud and the rain and um, turning quite breezy as well. So tomorrow, I think dry for most of the day. We'll see some spells of brightness, some sunshine at times. But as we get into the afternoon, we'll start to see a band of showers spread in from the west. So some showery rain through the afternoon, perhaps even the odd rumble or two of thunder. You never know, some of them could be quite heavy. And then behind those showers, it's going to turn very blustery indeed. So if you've got something planned for tomorrow night, just bear in mind it could be very windy we could be looking at gusts of up to 40 to 45 miles per hour it's not really a patch on what we saw on monday but it's still going to be very windy um sunday still quite windy not as windy as saturday night um a day of sunshine and the odd shower here and there but probably the better day of the weekend that's the forecast the big tour is coming the big tour is coming I was just laughing there because someone's bothered to put the new Top Loader single in our playlist. That's not happening. That's not happening. Now, um, BBC Introducing is a show, What Done Happened, on a Friday night at 8 o'clock on... Oh, Saturday night! Saturday nights. Kelly's getting angry. Look, what? 
It's not Friday. When is it? Saturday. All right, will you... 8pm. OK, set it up then. Jeez. So it's a show dedicated to the music makers of the three counties, and oh. there's lots of them, and they're all very talented. Well. And if you're making music, you can upload your music to bbc.co.uk forward slash introducing, and we here can send it on to Radio 1, 1 Extra, oh. 6 Music. In oh. fact, an act of ours, Noeva, is currently on the 1 Extra playlist, that's courtesy of us, I mean me. So 1 Extra, that's kind of like Radio 1, but for people who don't like listening to Radio 1. It, it's yeah. like Radio One Light. It's, it's very an urban small, station. An urban station, small listenership. It's big listenership. Okay, okay, fine, yeah. Uh, so that's great. Yeah. What have we got today? Today we have Natasha North, a folk singer-songwriter oh. from Buckinghamshire. Oh. She's brilliant. The video for this is brilliant as well. Ian, you will like this one. Well, I look forward to watching it on uh, MTV or VH1, but in the meantime, let's listen to the song on the radio. Grab my heart and tie my tongue Break this woe and let my bodies become And breathe your smoke into my lungs Cause we are only
That's Natasha North. Tell, tell, tell us about her again, Kelly, because I don't remember. Singer-songwriter, folk singer-songwriter from Buckinghamshire. Yeah. She has a video for this online. You can actually buy this as well because it's out now. I just taped you off the radio. Well, that's not good. No. So don't do that. Nope. But you can buy it and yep. you can get more details from her Facebook page if you ta- type in Natasha North, spelt like the opposite of South. Thank you very much. That's uh, Kelly Betts there talking about Natasha North. Thank you very much indeed. Talking about fireworks. There, there are two strands to this firework conversation. The first one is uh, the fire brigade have decided to go on strike today between, uh, what is it, six, uh, 6.30 and 11 this evening. They'll be on strike. Now... Uh, part of me thinks that that's a little bit selfish because there will be families having firework displays or having planned fireworks displays and bonfires tonight. And the fire brigade is saying, probably best you don't because we may not be able to get out if there's a problem. Who's being selfish there? The fire brigade for going on strike or those families that insist on having their fireworks tonight? 08459 455 555. We're also asking as well. Wouldn't you be better off going to an organised display where perhaps some of the money goes to charity? Lots of you on Facebook having your say on that. Let's have a quick look at um, Darren says, who pays to watch? Just stand down the road and watch for free. And anyhow, bonfire night is next Tuesday. Not any day from the first to the ninth. Let's move Christmas and New Year so it's a weekend, shall we? Joe says, I think that the days of garden fireworks are coming to an end in the near future. Too many idiots in control of exploding fireworks will only mean one thing. And then there's always... <laughs> I nearly read that. There's always the idiot who uses petrol to light the fire. Uh, and one more before we go to the phones. Uh, little Nicola says, does not help that Luton has axed the display this year, so Luton folk have no choice but to fork out for rubbish ones in the garden. Sadly, not everybody can venture outside Luton to go to an out-of-town display. Oh, one more, because I like this one, from Rob. I'd rather set fireworks... Well, this is what he's written. I'm trying to translate it is rather set fireworks than waste the money on fags and drugs. Stephen's, uh, Stephen the Melky's on the line. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. How are you? No, good, thank you. Stephen, what can I do for you? Firework displays. Yes. Let's put, this, put it this way. Would you rather stay at home and have a sandwich for 80 quid, or would you rather go out and have a full-course meal with coffee and cream and biscuits and everything else for tenner? That's the way it seems to me. For whatever you can buy in a shop, fireworks is absolutely nothing. They'll be over and done within five, ten minutes. You go to a display and you're there for a good part of half an hour, I think. If I've, I've never lit a firework, Stephen, and part of me, part of me, wants to uh, arrange a melt bottle with a rocket standing in it. So- no, you don't do that. Oh, do you not? No, 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 that's, that was banned years ago. Don't put rockets in milk bowls because they explode and you get bits of glass all over the place. OK, but thank you for correcting that. Part of me wants to stand a rocket in the um, legal safe rocket standing device that's available everywhere, I'm sure, light it and run away with that slight sense of fear. Yeah, yeah, I can see that point. But, you know, I mean, so just buy... You can buy... I think you can buy a little box for five, ten quid, maybe. And suppose we all go whiz-bang, and that's about it. Do you remember that about 20 years ago, there was a fashion, or someone tried to introduce a fashion for things called indoor fireworks? Do you remember those? <laughs> yeah. And they, I remember they had them on Blue Peter or Swap Shop or something, and all they did was just go... That's all they yeah, did. I mean, yeah. I mean, most... 
most people I've seen who have had fireworks in their gardens, they're, they're basically a lot of noise and nothing else. Now, I don't want the lot of noise. I want all the pretties and the sparkles and yeah. the bangs and the wishes and the fails going everywhere. Steve, thank you very much. Where we live, uh, we live uh, near a place that has a fantastic firework display for four nights. They had uh, two, last, uh, two last weekend, two this weekend. Fantastic. Now, it costs about 30 quid to get in there. We get it from our back garden absolutely gratis. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Fireworks. Are you going to buy any this year? And are you... Who's being selfish? You or the, uh, the fire brigade? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Neither number's working. We can hear you if you can oh, hear you us. Can. Hello, is what, it working? What excellent uh, finger popping. Oh, did you like it? I love that. All right. Uh, you'll be pleased to know, thankfully, there's not a huge amount to report on the roads. Just beginning to busy up a little bit uh, on the A5 through uh, Dunstable. That's fairly normal, actually, to see delays through there. I know from my own experience, the times I've sat on the A5 or the A505. Uh, but anyway, no, things seem to be moving all right. The M1 looking pretty good here. Seems all right as you head out of county. Nothing more than minor delays on any of the train uh, departure boards this morning, Ian. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Russell. I pride myself on my finger pops. Listen. Finger popping here. I used to be a hypnotist, you see, so I used to have to be able to pop my fingers very well. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We'll speak to you after the news with Barry Caffrey. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Seven o'clock, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines, firefighters to strike this evening, changes to GCSEs confirmed, and Bucks Ambulance Service launches mobile app to take patients to the correct hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Firefighters across beds, hearts and books will stage a four and a half hour strike this evening in protest at proposed changes to their pensions. The government's raising the retirement age for most firefighters to 60, but the fire brigades union warns many won't be fit enough to keep working for that long. Bedfordshire's FBU chair is Pat Carberry. He's this advice for people. Once fireworks have been set off, make sure that uh, they haven't landed in an area where it's likely to cause a fire. Make sure that if they're putting a bonfire up, they're putting it up in an area that it's unlikely to spread to uh, to any property. Uh, and, and make sure they have provision that if it does start to get out of hand, that they can at least start to knock it down. The exams regulator Ofqual has confirmed the details of what it calls the biggest shake-up of GCSEs in England for a generation. Students will receive marks from 1 to 9 rather than grades A star to G as now and assessment will be by a final exam. Our education correspondent Sarah Campbell has more details. The first students to be affected will be those taking exams in England in 2017. Instead of being assessed at the end of separate modules, they'll be graded by exam at the end of the two years of study. Ofqual says this is to allow more teaching time and less disruption. 
According to the government, the exams will be more challenging. In maths, there'll be much more content, and in English literature, texts including Shakespeare and Romantic poetry will be studied in detail. More marks will be set aside for spelling, punctuation, and grammar. Police have arrested a 25-year-old man and a 17-year-old youth in connection with the murder of a pizza delivery man in Sheffield. Thavisha Perrys, who was 25 and from Sri Lanka, was stabbed on his final shift as a delivery driver on Sunday night. The mother of baby P, who was jailed in 2009 for her role in the toddler's death, is understood to have been freed from prison earlier this week. Tracy Connolly was given a minimum of five years for causing or allowing the death of her son Peter in 2007. She'd been held on remand for several months before being sentenced. A phone app to ensure paramedics take critically injured patients to the right hospital has been designed by a Buckinghamshire ambulance service. South Central are launching the app called the Trauma Triage Tool, as Tony Fisher explains. Devised by a paramedic and trainee consultant, the app using GPS signal can recommend to crews which is the best place to take the patient. It also suggests alternative hospital options, all based on distance and estimated travel time by road. The app can also be used to record details of the incident and the condition of the injured person to help when the patient is handed over to hospital. In sport, Watford kick off tomorrow's football programme with a 12-15 start at home to Leicester in the Championship. And meanwhile, in League One, MK Dons host Walsall and Stevenage face Wolves. And the weather, it will be a mostly cloudy day with some rain, but also some brighter spells. Maximum temperatures of 13 degrees Celsius, that's 55 degrees Fahrenheit. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's Friday. Oh, it's the weekend. Man alive, I simply cannot wait. Oh, no, hang on. I'm working pretty much all weekend. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Still, we've got a cracking show for you this morning. Lots coming up. It's that time of year when normal, healthy adults do something in their back garden they'd never normally dream of. They burn stuff and set fire to expensive stuff. Meanwhile, the Fire Brigade's union have decided that tonight is the night to stage a four-hour walkout. So, who's being selfish here? Is it the Fire Brigade, or is it the families that insist on having bonfires and fireworks tonight? Don't want to worry you, but uh, an ambulance team has come up with a great way of deciding which hospital to take you to in an emergency. No, it's not an efficient new radio system using state-of-the-art tracking devices. It's a mobile phone app. Oh. And we'll talk about whatever you want to as well for the rest of the morning. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or the best way to get in touch... Facebook, uh, no, not Facebook, hang on a second, telephones, yes, that's it. All right, calm down, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, if you're planning uh, a fireworks party tonight, forget it, it's too dangerous. That's according to the head of Bedfordshire's Fire Brigade's union. Members of the FBU will stage a national walkout from 6.30pm tonight until 11 o'clock. Well, I spoke to the FBU's Pat Carberry earlier on. Well, you have to look at it that uh, firefighters are being treated very unfairly at the moment. 
You're putting uh, people's lives at risk, though. Well, that's why we're having this conversation. Now. We would encourage people uh, not to have bonfires and not to set fireworks off in the back garden. There, but why should they not do that? Because you, cause you lot have decided to be all selfish and take your ball inside and not let anyone else play with it. Because uh, at the end of the day, we are, we are going out and strike, uh, and we have been pushed into this. Well, I'm joined now by Hertfordshire's Chief Fire Officer, Ray Wilshire. Morning, Ray. What do you make of those comments you've just heard? Uh, morning. Um, what I would say is I wouldn't encourage people just to cancel everything, but I would uh, encourage people to be very safe. If you look at any fire service website, there's some very good um, advice on how to run a safe fireworks display, so keeping well away from the fireworks after you've lit them. You know, if you want a bonfire, keep it very small and away from other uh, burnable materials, perhaps keep uh, a bucket of water or a hose nearby, but uh, I wouldn't really want to spoil everyone's fun just because of the fire brigade union strike. Do you think it's selfish of the fire brigade union to go on strike tonight of all nights? Well, I, I don't agree with fire brigade union going on strike on any night. Uh, I've been in the fire service almost 32 years, I've never been on strike and never would to because we are an emergency service, so I wouldn't agree with them striking on any night. But they've chosen tonight, specifically, haven't they, to, to cause maximum disruption? Uh, it, it would appear that's one of the tactics. Uh, of course, there's a strike uh, for two hours on Monday morning as well, from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. You know, again, de- designed to create disruption for uh, the managers and those who are working. Their argument, though, uh, that they want the, the, the um, changes that are being made to pensions, it, it, it seems like a valid argument, doesn't it? I can understand some of the arguments. I've been affected myself by some of the changes, and I can understand some of the frustration. But uh, the last uh, strike, which was two Saturdays ago, was cancelled because talks uh, were taking place. Uh, I don't believe those talks have ended, and I can't really understand why they're going on strike but, again. But the, the, the reason I got this right, that they're going on strike, is because the changes to the pension mean that firemen will, will have to... The, what, what does the retirement age go up to, 60 or 65? Well, it, it goes to 60 in the new scheme, but right. it has been 60 in the new firefighters' pension scheme since 2006. Right. But we don't, we don't want old firemen and women running around, do we? Uh, we don't want unfit uh, firefighters running around. And the older you get, the, 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 the uh, chances of you being unfitter than you were increase. Uh, that is true, and that's why we have very good fitness regimes and occupational health regimes to help people to maintain their fitness. But not everyone can. As they get older, there is, of course, natural deterioration. So I don't want a 58-year-old un- unfit fire uh, officer uh, trying to rescue someone. So it, it does seem a little unfair, doesn't it? Well, it On a job be... that's so physically uh, and mentally demanding to, to increase the pension age. Well, it will be more challenging uh, for some, but as I say, the pension age has been 60 for new entrants since 2006. Can I ask, may I ask how old you are, Ray? Uh, I'm 50. OK, and do you do a frontline job? Uh, no, I sit behind the desk and go to meetings most of the time. Well, wh- why is that? Would you feel comfortable climbing up a, a, a 30-foot ladder and, and pulling something out of a window? Uh, yes, I would. In fact, I took our uh, exactly the same fitness test that our firefighters did uh, just this Monday, and I passed at... Uh, what is level 10 for the shuttle run and only had to get to level 7 so uh, hopefully I'm leading by example and, and showing it can be done What provisions, Ray, are being put in place to make sure that, that people's lives aren't put at risk this weekend? Well, we have, uh, it is a very minimum response uh, we have in, in Hertfordshire at the moment we have 9 fire engines available we usually have 41 so you can see how, how reduced that attendance is 
But uh, we will say if you do need fire service, dial 999 and we will come. Uh, and do you think this, the, 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 the choosing today will affect the, uh, the way people view the fire service? Well, I, I, I think that's one of the great shames. I, I don't think there's any great public support for people going on strike at the moment. And uh, it's a great shame that it is a wonderful s- service. It still is a wonderful job and it's a shame for everyone. Roy, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Hertfordshire's Chief Fire Officer, Roy Wilshire. What do you think... Uh, fire service are going on strike tonight between 6.30 and 11 o'clock because of changes that are being made to uh, their pension. They'll basically have to um, work for another five years, I think it is, uh, until they get their pension. And they're arguing that's not particularly safe. But they're going on strike tonight. And uh, forget all those pedants who've called up and emailed to, oh, it's not bonfire night tonight, it's not until the 5th. Well, it's the 5th, that's a Tuesday. Come on. You're not going to have kids up late with a bonfire and a load of bangers, are you? No, not on a, not on a school night. We're a bit more responsible than, than we were in the 50s. You do it on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And if you've planned to have your big do in your back garden tonight, and it's the only night you can do it, if you still go ahead with it, are you being selfish? Who's the more selfish here? The fire brigade that are going on strike or the families that insist on carrying on? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's have a little look at the front pages, shall we? Lots of uh, the front pages have got um, things we can't talk about. The Daily Telegraph, a picture of Rebecca Books and Andy Coulson. uh, And the Rights Act lets... The Rights Act lets foreign criminals stay in the UK. Thousands of foreigners arrested in Britain are routinely avoiding deportation, you figures have shown. The findings come as ministers call for an overhaul of European human rights laws. Uh, extra English and maths for GCSE pupils and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. The Guardian. Um, hacking trial told uh, of Brooks and Coulson's six-year affair. That's the uh, court cases. Hey, cameras were allowed in, um, like, a court or something for the first time yesterday, and the whole country li- either listened on the radio or watched the, t- the television expecting it to be like a, a um, justice for all with Al Pacino or some other courtroom drama, and two minutes into it, the whole country switched off to the other side because it was so boring, wasn't it? I was, listening, I was listening to Five Live and Victoria Darby said, well, we can go live now to uh, the uh, Justice uh, Court of Appeal and hear what's happening. It was the most boring conversation about someone may or may not have forged some coins. And, oh, it was so dull. Who'd have thought that court was so dull? Get the cameras and the microphones out of there immediately and put them somewhere exciting. Like, I don't know, put them in Sally Burko. Put them somewhere exciting. Yeah, that's right. The Guardian. Kerry admits some US surveillance went too far. My first girlfriend's commenting on it. Oh, no, it's John Kerry, the US Secretary of State, conceded yesterday some of the country's surveillance activities have gone too far. Didn't they bug 18 million Italians or something? Did I read that and slightly misunderstand it, then say it on the radio, making it fact? Didn't that happen? Yeah, just now. Um, The Times... Um, she skipped down an alley, never to be seen again. Ten years on, police reopen inquiry into the murder of Charlene Downs. Uh, editors and lovers, couple at the heart of the hacking trial. And uh, £1 million payoff, then NHS brings back managers. Here we go. A married couple 
who were both NHS managers, received redundancy money of almost £1 million before being taken back on by the health service a few months later. Yes, yes, we've kind of mentioned that on this uh, show before. The Independent, uh, the affair they didn't expose. That's um, the news of the world uh, alleged hacking story. Uh, the Daily Mail, Labour donor aided union thugs. It's all, I'll be honest, it's a bit dull. And then we get to the Express. The Express have got shocking statistics. Frightening statistics. Basically, I know I said statistics. I'm having trouble speaking today. I tell you what it is, Catherine, it's because it's Friday. Yeah. I've kind of taken my foot off the pedal a little bit. Mm-hmm. I didn't get much sleep last night. I'm tired, I'm old, I'm past it. So it wasn't yesterday you were saying Skellington? No, I wasn't saying Skellington. I was saying Skellington. No, Skellington, that's how you say it. Skell-e-ton. Skellington. Mm-hmm. It's a problem, for goodness sakes. The statistics on the front page of the Daily Express, 98% demand ban on new migrants. 98% of the British public, I'm assuming that means. Let me read a little bit th- further. The crusade launched by the Daily Express yesterday to prevent a new surge of European immigration. The crusade launched by the Daily Express? By last night, more than 10,000 people had signed our petition. So hang on. These 98% demand ban new migrants. They're 98% of Daily Express readers who are bothered to vote. And then as to uh, picture the story, they've pictured a, uh, a, a, um, a woman who's got a headscarf on and her hands together as though she's um, begging or praying. Nice one. Thank you, Daily Express. And the son, Baby P's monster mum, Freed. And uh, Katie Hopkins. Katie Hopkins. Oh, for goodness sake, she's got a column in the sun. They fell for that nonsense, did they? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, starting to look a little bit slow, Ian, on the M25. A couple of stretches anti-clockwise. Junctions 25 to 24 through the roadworks between the A10 and Potter's Bar. Then 17 to 16. It's looking a little bit busy going from Maple Cross round to the M40. I mentioned earlier that it looked like it was starting to get rather busy around the centre of Harpenden, particularly on St Albans Road. It looks like it's cleared up, actually, so whatever was causing that has uh, cleared up pretty nicely. The A5 still looks a little bit busy each way uh, through uh, through Dunstable, but there are thankfully no accidents or incidents that I'm aware of. Trains are generally OK nothing more than minor delays. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Russell, thank you very much. Paul has emailed in uh, on the subject of putting cameras in um, uh, British courts. They missed a trick not signing up Judge Judy for the first series of Justice Live, as I think it should have been called. Thank you, Paul. Right, it's 7.16. It is um, Friday, the 1st of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Firefighters in beds, hearts and bucks will stage a fresh strike today in a row with the government over pensions. The exams regulator Ofqual has confirmed the details of what it calls the biggest shake-up of GCSEs in England for a generation. In sport, opening batsman Joe Root has been dismissed for 36 as England continue their reply on day two of their Ashes warm-up against the Western Australian eleven in Perth. There's even more numbers about the cricket, but seriously, you don't want to know. The weather, it'll be mostly cloudy today with some rain early and late, but also some brighter spells. Maximum temperature is 13 degrees. Coming up, fireworks again. Is it right to spend 50 to 100 quid a pop on something that'll go up at smoke at a time when, as we've heard this week, people are having to choose between heating and eating? BBC Three Counties Radio.
Chet and Partook on BBC Three Counties Radio. Sunday I'll be live from the home of the Hara Krishnas near Watford for this year's Diwali celebrations. Thousands are expected to celebrate the Festival of Light ahead of the Hindu New Year and we'll bring you all the fireworks and drama. Chet and Partook. Join me Sunday from 6 at Bhaktivedanta Manor on BBC Three Counties Radio. Excellent stuff indeed. Now, um, 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. A Bedfordshire humanist is questioning the morality. Have we got Dealey, by the way? So I'm going to the Dealey piece, and uh, I don't know if Dealey's there. Yes, he is. Excellent stuff. Are you, you are there, aren't you, Dealey? No, he's not there yet. We'll, we'll, we'll keep talking, and hopefully he'll, he'll get there by the time we... You're there, Justin? Yes, I'm here. OK, just, you just take your time. Hmm. Just you, you booked it... <laughs> Hang on a second. Whoa, Hang whoa. on a second. You were booked for this slot, and you mm-hmm. obviously didn't, you know, you... I what, you haven't smoking a tab or something? No, no. Oh, I'm sitting here waiting for you. Oh, well, we... Yeah. It's your fault. Hang on. I apologise. Thanks. A Bedfordshire humanist is questioning the morality of letting off fireworks at a time when many people are really struggling financially. The pyrotechnic industry turns over £70 million a year and a box of backyard bangers costs between £50 and £100. Ian Smith reckons that money will be better spent as a donation to charity. Well, we'll be speaking to him a bit later on. But first, our little, uh, very own little pocket rocket, Justin Dealey... Has been asking people in King's Pocket Rocket. Did you write this? No, I didn't. It sounds wrong. Has been asking people in King's Langley if firework displays at home are just a waste of time. And this is what they're to say, bruv. Uh, there's too many accidents, too careless. The public's generally very careless, I find, about things like this. So children get hurt and animals get hurt. So it's much better, I think, in public where you've got trained people and, yes, I think they're dangerous. Like having a lion in your back garden, that's dangerous too, isn't it? Let people do what they want to do, provided it's done responsibly. But the thing is, though, you know, can we really be responsible in this country? People going out, spending money on fireworks in the back garden. People aren't trained, are they? You can read. There are instructions on them. You apply the instructions. You don't hold them. You do what the instructions say on the box and on the firework. He really gave you a good talking to, didn't he, Justin? He did, but I love that quote from the First Lady. It's like having a lion in your back garden. I think having a lion in your back garden is probably more dangerous than having a firework display, but there you go. Well, well, hang on, well, Justin, Yeah. now hang on a second. I'm sure we could collate the, uh, uh, the statistics for the number of accidents <laughs> in back gardens involving fireworks compared with the number of accidents in back gardens involving lions. Ah, and yes. I suspect that the fireworks figure will be significantly higher. I know that, but how many people have had a lion in their back garden compared to fireworks? Probably exactly. not many. Exactly. Mm, mm. Now, you've been speaking to an independent independent fireworks trader in Kings Langley, it says on my screen. What's he had to say? Yeah, so we're talking to uh, John Padden from Whizbang Fireworks in the village. Now, Ian, they sell fireworks all year round. In actual fact, it's a pretty scary place because they're also a registered firearms dealer. So this interview took place whilst John was standing next to his guns. So, as we know, times are tough for many families. I started by asking John if families are cutting back. Are his sales up compared to last year. Here's what he had to say. Um, I'm pretty sure we're, we're, we're certainly on a level level basis um, and I think overall we'll probably be up this year. Uh, um, you've got to remember that the firework time this year will be over th- three periods. Mm-hmm. This weekend, firework night and next weekend. 
So so you got so we'll have three hits at it. And people that are coming in, <clears> on average, how much are they spending on on fireworks for their private functions? Obviously, uh, uh, young families haven't got a lot of money to spend. They'll spend probably fifty, sixty pounds. But the more established people will spend hundred and fifty, two hundred, three hundred pounds on a show for their garden, and we could have come with that, that as well. I mean, times are obviously good for you. What would you say to anybody who says, you know what, private firework displays, they should be banned because they're dangerous? What would you say to those people? No, uh, yes, of course fireworks are dangerous, but they're only dangerous if you don't handle them properly. And I think one of the problems we have in this country now, um, people uh, cannot handle and buy fireworks until they're 18, Mm. uh, by which time uh, they often don't know how to handle them. I mean, I personally have been handling fireworks since I was about nine, and you very soon learn how to handle fireworks safely. When when you're young, you just do. Uh, um, and, and I think it's a, it's a it's a great thing to have. It's it's a it's a, it's a, you can have a lovely evening. You can have lovely parties with fireworks. We get a few friends together, and and, and and the families make a thing of it. Do you ever think though, John? And be honest. If somebody walks in here and they spend I don't know, hundred and fifty pounds on fireworks, do you ever think oh, I'm not sure about this person? Something bad could happen because they're not fully trained. Do you, do you ever get a bad feeling about somebody? And if you do, would you refuse to serve them? Very very seldom in fact i don't think i've ever come across it uh, um we are very helpful with people uh, um, we explain how to fire them how to handle them uh, um how to secure them so they don't fall over mm. um, and we give them obviously safety tips uh, we will supply them with with uh, uh, stakes to, to nail them down with uh, we supply parcel tape to tie up to, to stick them stick them up with onto the stakes we give them port fires to light them with so for anybody who says that the <clears throat> private firework displays are dangerous you would say hang on a second no don't be a killjoy here anybody buying fireworks from a responsible dealer should be able to go home and have a, a safe evening with their family exactly that's exactly what what, what uh, we, we we try to, to foister and it's what usually happens here anyway because we've been at it for such a long time virtually all the people in Kings Langley, especially all the local people, know about fireworks. Thanks for your time. Can I now move away from your guns? Is that OK? <laughs> of yeah. course you can. I won't okay. shoot you when yeah. you go away. <laughs> I only you. shoot people in the front. <laughs> well, thank you very much indeed. Have oh, a good weekend. Take care. OK. Well, a, a lovely um, little punchline to the end of that interview. <laughs> you only shoot people in the front. Yeah, top man, isn't he? But there you go. Some people spending up to £300. And it's, it's a good time for the firework traders because, as you mentioned, this year it, it falls slightly different. So they could even make more money this year. Where where are people getting this money from, and why are they spending this money? I, I've never, uh, I, I'm not a massive fan of fireworks. I quite enjoy them, uh, but I, I, I've I've never seen the attraction of spending a couple of hundred quid to have a really disappointing experience in your back garden. I totally agree. You know, I, I have never done it because you know for two reasons. A, I think it's a waste of money. That's just my personal opinion. I think I could go to a a show and get much better value, but but secondly, the safety aspect for me as well. Ian, I would not have a clue. John could sit there for as long as he wanted to and explain to me how to be safe. But 
you know, in the heat of the moment, there you are in your back garden, you don't know what you're doing. For me, I just wouldn't trust myself. I think that would be far too dangerous. But how many people listening this morning seriously are going to go out this weekend and spend £100 plus on fireworks for a display for their family? People surely aren't doing that, but according no. to John, they are. There we go, let's put this out then. Has, has anybody bought some fireworks for their back garden this weekend? 08459 555555. I bet there won't be many, if any. I don't think there will be. I really don't think there will be, because I think if you've got a family, you want to go out, you want to experience it. I think, you know, when I go to a firework display, what I like, I like the atmosphere. You know, you've got hundreds of people, sometimes thousands of people. You're all together, doing the U's, the R's, and it's a good experience. That, for me, is a good night out. Fireworks in my back garden would just be a letdown. Justin, when we, I'm, I'm going to take a couple calls now, but when we speak later, remind me to give you a minute to plug your show tomorrow. Absolutely, no problem at all. Thanks Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. Right, uh, talking about the uh, fire brigade have decided to go on strike tonight between 6.30 and 11 o'clock. Selfish? Or is it their right to do that? Steve's in Luton. Morning, Steve. Hello, morning. Morning, Steve. Go on. Well, they work four days a week, and they're not working constantly all the time, like the rest of the society, and they're whinging about they want to retire at 60. I'd love to retire at 60. But it ain't going to happen for most of us, is it? So what they win you for, they get they get the pension paid for by the taxpayer. And then the day, they've got a second job as well. They have two jobs. They're earning a decent wage doing the five in the five ago. Plus, they've got time to go and do another job. Who's got time to do, do another job and have more money? I've fed up these people and unions winded. Andy's in Stockfold listening to that. Andy, what do you reckon to what Steve was just saying? Well, yeah, they, they have their right to strike. Um, and... You know, at the end of that, if they, if they feel that the deal they've got is, is not good enough and if they feel that the conditions that they're going to be put under as a result of, of those pension changes, and they, if that could put lives in danger, you know, what's more important? Is, is it more important to, to protect the public or is it more important to, to have more money in your pocket when you retire? It's a, it's a difficult one. But, um, uh, Steve thinks they're whinging and that they, they, they only work four days on, four days off anyway. Yeah, it, it's a tough job, isn't it, being a firefighter? I mean, oh, I, I'm, not a firefighter I'm not a firefighter personally, but, you know, they have a lot of um, psychological um, issues to deal with, a lot of um, trauma that they come across in their, in their jobs, um, it, and they need time off to recover after, after what could or may have been a difficult or, and dangerous S week. Steve, you, see, you seem to be a little bit excited when Andy said they have a tough job. You don't agree with that? We all have a tough job. We all go to work. Most of us are working five or seven days a week, <coughs> and everything else. They only go out to the job maybe three times yeah, but, but Steve, in two nights. Steve, how, how, many, how many dead and charred bodies do you come across in, in, your, in, your, daily, in your daily job, Steve? Well, not, not many, but, that, you know, that's, that's the job you went into. At the end of the day, you'll get your... At the end of the day, you're better off than majority of the rest of the people in society. But that's what I'm saying. Well, Andy's, Andy, 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 you're not a, Andy, you're not a fire officer. You're not a fireman, are you? Just... No, no, no. Okay, so just get that clear. I'm a, pub I'm a public sector worker, and we, we, we do work very closely with the fire service. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's not your normal day job, it, obviously. And, yes, they have four days on, four days off, but they see a lot more trauma than most other jobs. It, it, is, it is very traumatic. Their colleagues can pass Steve, away. you've got to admit, it's a tough job, you know. They're, they're running into burning buildings and pulling people out. And sometimes their colleagues, they're pulling out their colleagues as well. It's not just... What do you do for a living, Steve? For the public. 
I'm a plasterer. Right, right. You can't compare the trauma and stresses of getting... No, no, no. You get trained to do that. You go into the job knowing you're going to... You can't compare the stresses and trauma of plastering with being a fireman. I've never said that. Oh, no, the wall's a little bit wonky. The plaster's cracked. Oh, Oh, no, no, disaster! I'm going to have to go on strike now, anyway. The water's too warm for for me plaster. I'm going to have to go on strike. Yeah, but what I'm saying is generally most people out there... I'm fed up of people in unions whinging about retirement at 60. It was fair enough. I, you know, I don't see nobody at 60 or even 55 coming up there and just go for a wherever, right? I understand that. Might do themselves a mischief. I'm a I ain't going to be plastering when I'm 65. It ain't going to be physically enough. I'm not going to be strong enough. But at the end of the day, people fed up of other people moaning. When Hang on. Us, You're not going to be strong enough to be a plaster at 65. What, what, you, you hold up a, a little trowel and some plaster. Not, you don't need to be strong to do that. <laughs> Right, well, let's see what happens when I'm 65. I'll give you a ring if you're still alive. Well, that's, <laughs> I, I, I won't bank on it, Steve. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Steve, uh, and thank you, Andy. 08459 455 555. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel now. Here's Russell. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm finding it hard to cope with the stress in my job, I can tell you. There's been an accident on Standing Way in Bletchley, the A421. It's partly blocked westbound. It doesn't look like it's causing any delays from what I can see on the speed sensors. They are picking up some delays on the M25. That's slow anti-clockwise, Ian. Junctions 25 to 24 through the roadworks between the A10 and Potter's Bar, then from 17 to 16 between Maple Cross and the M40. M1 is looking delicious. Russell Holding. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. half past seven, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines firefighters in beds, hearts and bucks will stage a fresh strike today in a row with the government over pensions. Fire brigades are urging people to put off fireworks displays until tomorrow as crews walk out from half past six this evening until 11 o'clock tonight. The exams regulator Ofqual has confirmed the details of what it calls the biggest shake-up of GCSEs in England for a generation. A new numerical system for marking will see an extra grade added. Students will be scored from 1 to 9, with 9 being the best grade. Police have made two arrests in connection with the murder of a pizza delivery man in Sheffield. Thavisha Perrys was stabbed on his final shift as a delivery driver on Sunday night. And the weather, it will be a mostly cloudy day today with some rain but also some brighter spells. Maximum temperatures of 13 degrees Celsius. That's 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford kick off tomorrow's football programme with a 12-15 start at home to Leicester in the Championship. It's another televised clash for the Hornets after Monday's night's controversial draw at Brighton. Elsewhere in League One, MK Dons host Walsall with manager Carl Robinson aware that they have lost four of their last five league matches. I think if you keep doing the right things, it'll, it'll turn. Listen, there's been a number of times when it's been great and it's been easy to stick with us. But when it's not great, we've got to stick together even more. Also in League One, improving Stevenage go to second place Wolves with manager Graham Westley feeling they're beginning to look like his previous Borough teams. On a good day we'd win well and on a bad day we won and that was what we did and uh, you know this group is starting to understand now what it takes to win well on a good day um, and just win when you're you're not your best. In League 2, Wickham travel to Accrington and in the conference Luton make the long trip to Gateshead tomorrow. Scott Griffiths picked up an injury during the warm-up last Saturday and Hatter's boss John Still will assess the fullback who does travel. 
He's trained all week, so he'll come with us to um, Gateshead. But when we're training at Leeds tomorrow, so I'll have a look tomorrow and I'll, I'll decide from that. But if there's an ounce of doubt, you know, let, let's give him a rest and I know he'll be fine after that. Opening batsman Joe Root has been dismissed for 36 as England continue their re- reply on day two of their Ashes warm-up match against a Western Australia 11 in Perth. A short time ago, England were 106 for one, with Michael Carberry unbeaten on 55. Earlier, the hosts declared on 451 for five, with Stephen Finn taking the only wicket to fall today. Rory McIlroy is three shots off the lead after his second round at the World Golf Championship event in Shanghai. McIlroy shot a level par 72 today after a 65 yesterday. He's seven under, three back from the American Dustin Johnson. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. I'll have a full bulletin at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, did you have fun last night, trick or treating? I didn't get to do it with my boys. I had to go out and work. Oh, it's breaking my heart. My boy said, Daddy, come back and read. He's having a sleepover. Daddy, come back and read uh, me and my friend a bedtime story. I'll try knowing that there was no chance of me getting back and they're all dressed up in their spooky costumes. I missed it, but it looked fun. Uh, we're talking uh, about the fact tonight the fire brigades are going to go on strike between 6.30 and 11 o'clock, possibly uh, Friday the 1st of November, possibly one of the busiest nights, I'd imagine, for the fire brigade with bonfires and fireworks and things going on uh, like that. We've got some texts on this, 81333, starting their ticks 3CR. I'm supporting the firefighters in trying to protect their health and well because of the changes in their pension. Their work requires lifting and carrying of people and equipment on a regular basis. The public need to be confident in them. It's sad they had to strike. It appears this is the only way they could bring attention to their situation. Well, you're right, the public needs to be confident in them, but I guess that confidence is being eroded if they're choosing to strike on such potentially busy and dangerous days. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call on that. It's interesting. We're getting both sides of the argument here, uh, including from Steve earlier on. He said, well, actually, the firemen, they have, they have a pretty easy job. It, they're pretty lazy. I've heard this accusation before. It's a pr- pretty easy job. Lazy. They work four days on, four days off. They have other jobs. Well, it, that seems a little bit harsh. I couldn't be a fireman. I'm too tall. Wouldn't get the uniform to fit me. But also, my job compared to the fireman's job, piece of cake. I, I, I pull some um, levers, I wind some people up, I go home. Wonderful. I don't climb up tall ladders and, and pull children out of burning buildings. 08459 555. Jill takes the other side. Have they chosen to go into the fire brigade to save lives or because of their pension? Um... <laughs> Tony, I don't think you're, you're taking this quite so seriously. Ian, I didn't think any fireman wanted to retire at all. I've seen London's burning, and them firemen were gutted when they had to retire from the force. It, it's an interesting point. I don't know if we can take it quite uh, as seriously as perhaps you'd like us to. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number uh, if you want to give us a call. You can also go to Facebook. We're talking uh, about fireworks on Facebook as well. Can we find anybody this morning... Anybody who has bought fireworks to let off in their back garden. 
I don't think that people necessarily do it anymore. Do they? I remember my dad doing it. I remember them doing it one year. Um, and uh, it was disappointing and it was rubbish. There was a Catherine's wheel that we left on the fence for the next 10 years. Uh, but does anybody do it? If you've bought fireworks for tonight or for this weekend, could you give me a call, please? 08459 455 555 and tell me why. Why would you spend that much money, and it's a lot of money, on what you know is going to be a disappointing two-minute fumble in the back garden? Tim's online. Morning, Tim. Morning. Tim, have you bought any fireworks? Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I bought about £300 worth. £300 worth? Yeah. How many did that get you? Six? No, I bought about, about 100 something fireworks. What? What, yeah. fu- are, are, what, are they all sparklers or something? No, no, they're some big rockets, uh, multi-packs and all that sort of stuff. OK, so you've got 150 fireworks for 300 quid. I'm, I'm, OK, let, let's assume that's true. They're going to look a little bit rubbish, though, compared to the things you can get all across the three counties, aren't they? Look a bit rubbish? Yes. No. <laughs> Hello? No, no, no. Oh, right. They're not going to look rubbish at all. OK, I'm going to let you go... There's loads, there's loads of people that do it. Yeah, they, they do, but it, it, I've seen... You see people's back garden displays, and they are... They're no good, are they? They're very disappointing. Oh, yeah. Well, when you get people that live in the cities and stuff. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, we live in a country park, so we've got acres and acres of ground. Yeah. You live and in a uh, country park? Yeah. What, are you rich or something? No. What, no. How, what, do you live in a manor house or something? A mansion? No, 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 no. So you're just going to go to the local park and set them off? No, no, we live at, on a country estate, basically. My old man used to work on the farm, and oh, it right. was, you know, he got the farmhouse, and um, oh, we live there basically. Well, that might make but, it. Yeah. Tim, listen, we'll let it go because it's, it's not the best line, or indeed the best phone call. But um, well, that makes makes it slightly different. I suppose doing it in the country, there's a certain uh, excitement, a frisson around it. But I don't. I'll be honest, I don't believe him. 150 fireworks are 300 quid. That's two quid a firework. I don't. I can't. Saying that, I've never bought fireworks. I walk past the displays in uh, places like Tesco's and things sell them, don't they? Does that sound right to you, dear listener? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, on the subject of the firemen going on strike tonight, we put this on the Facebook page now, so you can go and have a, uh, a little look at that and have your say on that, as lots of you have done, uh, including... Let me just... Oh, these computers are so rubbish. I demand... I demand, let me close down the internet again, uh, I demand that one of us gets uh, the sack and we get a huge payoff and then donate that money towards buying new computers at BBC Three Counties Radio because they're very, very slow. Very slow indeed. Right, I think I've almost got it working. Hang on a second. Bear with me. No, can you copy and paste the Facebook comments for me? Because my computer's completely gone to cock this morning. Ah, here's a couple. Right. Uh, John uh, says, uh, heartless action by the Fire Brigades Union. Fine, strike for what you believe in, but strategically planning to ruin major events 
uh, is just plain selfish. 365 days in the year to choose, but they go for the one time when they will be needed. If something major should happen and people lose their lives, I hope they realise that they chose greed over the people they serve. Selfish people. Carol says if there were no fireworks, there wouldn't be a problem. It, 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 it takes very strong reactions on both sides. Mark says sack the flipping lot of them. Uh, and give the jobs to people who want to uh, want the work. Just one word, greed over money. Well, that's three words. But, uh, Robert says, I believe that the firefighters are irresponsible. They're putting people's lives at risk. So if there was a fire, they wouldn't attend to it. If so, then they shouldn't be firefighters. They should do other jobs. It is disgraceful. One, one suggestion, dear listener, one suggestion. Uh, punctuation makes things makes my job a little bit easier. Full stops, commas, semicolons. If you want, um, you don't need to put those in, but they, you know, it just helps a bit. And then Sam says, "Good on them. They have a right to protect their interests by striking. They protect people every day. They should be allowed to protect their futures." So, those are the opinions on Facebook. What do you think? Is it selfish for the fire brigade to go on union? Is it irresponsible? Or are the parents, the families, who insist on going ahead with their plans tonight, are they? Irresponsible. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call about that. Don't forget, dear listener, uh, as well, that uh, each week the show has a weekly podcast. Yes, I'll do a little bit of uh, blowing my own trumpet. I don't have a trumpet, but if I did, I'd be blowing it now. Uh, the show's got a weekly podcast. It's about uh, 50 minutes an hour long, and we kind of take the best bits of the week and, and bung them all in. Today's will come out at about half past two, something like that. Um, and you can get it by going to the Three Counties page or by going to iTunes. Now, the last couple have been quite... Um, they've been quite weighty. We've had uh, Tina Beloved Powerful. I think you can still get those two podcasts. They don't last... They stay up on life about 30 days. I think you can still get those two podcasts if you want. The uh, Reverend Dr. Tina Beloved Powerful. Um, but once you have them, they're yours to keep forever. Uh, they'll become collector's items one day. People will be swapping them like um, uh, Panini stickers and Pokemon. Uh, you can uh, download it. But th- th- this week's is not... I, th- I don't think there's hardly anything serious in it at all. It's, it's just us... It's just you doing impressions of Justin Dealey, I think, Kelly. That seems to be the main thrust of it. You what, bruv? Uh, sorry, Justin. It's, it's people doing impressions of you this week. Oh, I'm nuts. Thank you. For, who's that supposed to be? Me. Who? Justin. OK, right. Thank you very much. Getting a little bit confused. Uh, so go download the podcast. One, uh, can I ask a little favour? Of course I can. You, uh, you, you'll indulge me. In this. If you download it from iTunes, why don't you leave some nice comments? No, I know. No, we don't normally like patting on the back here. But if you do, if you do, it kind of just you know it makes us look better. And iTunes think, oh, that's interesting. And the bosses that maybe think, oh, that's interesting. We'll give uh, Ian. Another contract. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call this morning. Um, Jenny says I don't have particular sympathy with the fire service who do at least have jobs. We've all suffered with regard to pension cuts and postponements at both personal and state level, but I definitely don't sympathise with those untrained people who want to undertake dangerous activities in their own back gardens, causing trauma to wildlife and domestic animals, securing the knowledge that if they mess it up, the fire brigade and ambulance service will come and save the day at taxpayers' expense. Nobody needs private firework displays and bonfires. Nobody does. But if people want them, then they're allowed to have them. 
Justin. Yes. We're, we're having this debate, and I, I know you're, you're busy for the rest of the morning, but maybe you could squeeze a little one out for me. Uh, <laughs> yes. Who is the more irresponsible, the fire brigade for going on strike tonight, or the families who insist on having uh, firework displays in their back garden? Oh, that's a really tough question, isn't it? That is a really tough one. Um, I think it's probably going to be um, the first option there, I think, because most families who are going to be having displays in their back garden tonight and over the weekend, you would like to think that they would be responsible, wouldn't yep, you? You'd yep. like to think. I can't brigade, of course, you know, doing what they're doing tonight by going on strike. Um, yes, they're, they're trying to prove a point, but um, at the same time, they could ruin people's enjoyment. Um, yeah, I, I, the, 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 I'm just reading um, the comments on Facebook. Some people are actually getting very, very angry about this. It, it, and uh, it is a valid argument that they're, they're making, I think, although some would disagree with even that. But I do think doing it on a Friday and this nonsense about, oh, it's not bonfire night till the 5th no, of November. No. Come on, it's the Friday, it's the closest weekend that Absolutely. you celebrate. You know, we, we have spoken this morning to independent firework traders and they're all saying the same, that this year it falls slightly differently. For them, it is great news because this weekend people will be having firework displays and next weekend as well. So to say, well, it's not the 5th of November, for me, I'm sorry, but that just doesn't add up. Justin, thank you very much. We'll speak to you a bit later on. I know you've got a busy morning between now and nine o'clock. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the latest travel news now, shall we? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. A car caught fire in Milton Keynes in. It's left the A4146 blocked just by the Watereaton roundabout. So that's uh, mainly affecting the traffic trying to get from there towards Leighton Buzzard. Police on the scene holding traffic. Thanks to Kev and to Suzanne who've been on to tell us about that. Uh, the A421 remains partly blocked westbound by an accident on Standing Way in Bletchley. Doesn't look like that's causing too much trouble. So the speed sensors generally show traffic moving relatively well. There aren't any significant delays anywhere. A little bit slow on the M25 anti-clockwise. Junction 17 to 16 from Maple Cross to the M40. The bit between junctions 25 and 24, just busy really, from the A10 round to Potter's Bar. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Russell, thank you very much indeed. Right, 7.46, it's Friday, the 1st of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Fire brigades are urging people to put off fireworks displays until tomorrow as firefighters in beds, hearts and bucks stage a four and a half hour walkout starting at 6.30 tonight. The exams regulator Ofqual has confirmed the details of what it calls the biggest shake-up of GCSEs in England for a generation. In sport, Watford kick off tomorrow's football programme with a 12.15 start at home to Leicester in the Championship. Coming up, a phone app to ensure paramedics take critically injured patients to the right hospital has been designed by a Bucks ambulance service. We'll talk about that and more after the latest weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. I think most places across the three counties are going to stay dry, or mostly dry today, until we get into the evening rush hour when we're expecting some very heavy rain indeed. But mostly dry through the morning and the first part of the afternoon at least. Um, there will be some spells of brightness around as well, so not looking too bad. Temperatures nothing special, 12 or 13 degrees, 55 in Fahrenheit. We'll see the clouds thicken into the afternoon. The breeze pick up. We might 
might even see a few dribs and drabs of rain around but nothing too heavy until we do get into the rush hour when we've got this system spreading up from the south it's going to give us some really heavy bursts of rain uh, particularly for southern areas of the three counties uh, that are currently under um, a Met Office weather warning actually for an up to an inch of rainfall locally we could see as much as two inches so that's going to affect the evening rush hour home there'll be lots of surface spray on the uh, on the roads pavements as well I suppose leading to some rather hazardous driving conditions so something to be aware of and of course if you're out to a fireworks display tonight you want to know that it is going to be rather rather a wet affair if not damp squib I hope not um, but anyway all of that rain is going to clear away off to the northeast as we head through the early hours of tomorrow morning until then plenty of rainfall um, temperatures overnight not too cold underneath all of the cloud and the rain we're looking at around eight or nine degrees and then for tomorrow dry for much of the day certainly the morning a bit of brightness around then into the afternoon we're likely to see a band of heavy uh, showers pushing in from the west behind those showers into the evening time it's going to turn very blustery indeed we could be looking at gusts of up to 40 to 50 miles per hour so not as windy as it was on monday but uh, but certainly very windy for saturday evening if you're going out to a fireworks display then then it's going to be a rather windy affair sunday it's looking bright and breezy a few showers around and some spells of brightness and uh, perhaps even some sunshine before we welcome more rain in on monday morning that's the forecast 525,600 minutes Tomorrow, Three County Sport takes over Takes over We'll be live from midday with five more live commentaries And Watford score here inside four minutes We start with Watford hosting Leicester in the early kickoff And it's rifled into net then at three, you can choose MK Dons versus Walsall, Stevenage against Wolves, Wickham at Accrington, or Luton's trip to Gateshead. Eight yards out, post the ball past Jensen. Listen to your local team tomorrow from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. We've had an interesting uh, suggestion. I don't know how long we've got Russell Holding doing the travel for us, but uh, Scott has uh, tweeted me. I've got an idea for a feature, Ian. Russell the travel man shakes something in his hand and you say, what's Russell holding? People ring in and guess. It's almost as good as Paul Scoynes. If you've never played Paul Scoynes, don't worry, there'll be a bank holiday coming up soon. You'll probably hear it over Christmas. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give me a call this morning. Uh, you're more than welcome to. Uh, we've got a few texts on uh, the Fire Brigade. Uh, Ian, let off fireworks in your garden tomorrow night. Simples, said David in Kempston. What if you can't, though, David? What if you can't? What if you've got it all planned for tonight? And Pat's uh, texted in in regards to Steve. Steve called, uh, called in and said that fire, firemen, they don't really work very uh, very hard. They have four days on, four days off. Everyone has a stressful job. Well, Pat says Steve needs to get an education in compassion when he feels the majority of our population are fed up with whinging firefighters. This government and the last has done more damage to unions than Maggie Thatcher ever did. Our cost of living has gone through the roof. Our rights to retire with a decent pension and at the same time and at the right time has been wiped out uh it goes on and on and on the beneficiaries are the rich and they are creaming us working classes dry don't be fooled by governments crying over the economy it's a smokescreen to print money for the well-off call 08459 455 555 bbc three counties radio now here's an interesting one. A phone app to ensure paramedics take critically injured patients to the right hospital has been designed by a Buckinghamshire ambulance service. South Central are launching the app called the Trauma Triage Tool. Or well, Trauma Centre Manager Nick Twier joins me on the line now. Uh, Nick, what is this app? 
Well, good morning. Well, it's, it's an app that helps the ambulance crews make um, critical decisions when they're in a stressful and busy situation, um, and it helps them take the patient to the right hospital. Why do I find that shocking that they don't know which hospital to go to anyway? Well, just, just recently, in, uh, in April 2012, actually, we, major trauma networks across the country went live. And that meant that uh, patients with really severe injuries, uh, if they were injured right by one hospital, they might not be taken to it because uh, it's important to get into a hospital with all the um, specialists that they need. Um, so this tool helps the ambulance crew decide, OK, do I need to take them to this nearest hospital to me or actually do I need to bypass that one and go to one further away because that's going to have a better outcome for the patient. But, but isn't, aren't they got, haven't they got people at the end of a walkie-talkie who can tell them that? Well, this is much quicker. Um, and, and it means every crew can make the decision themselves without having to rely on someone on the other end of a desk, on the other end of a phone at a desk. Well, no, so that they're relying on an app on a phone? Well, they rely on their judgment. They have to um, make their own judgment calls for the information they put into the app, and the app is just a tool to help them make their decision and make the best decision. So how long does it take? Uh, well, uh, that depends on the decisions made in the app. Um, it might almost immediately tell you uh, you need to go to a trauma centre, or it um, or it may take a little longer. But we're, we're not talk- we're talking seconds rather than minutes. And the ambulance, the, the paramedics don't have that specialist knowledge already. Oh, they have the knowledge, but this helps them make their decision about where to go. I d- I'm struggling to see the point of it, Nick. To be honest. If if they have the knowledge, these I mean these people are highly trained. They're, 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 um, I've got a lot of respect for the paramedics, but surely it's wasting time by then getting your phone out. Let's just open. What's the, what's the part? Type the password in. Okay, where's the, where did I put that? App? Where did I put the Lemon Hospital? Ah, there it is. Right. Okay. Right. What's wrong with them, Steve? They they should know these things, shouldn't they? Is it expecting too much for our paramedics to to know which hospitals will cater for which? Things? Well, I, I can see why you might think that, but the, in, um, in reality, major trauma isn't that um, common, actually, thankfully. Um, so crews don't um, necessarily have that much um, experience of dealing with it. And not only that, but if, the, if it's the middle of the night, it's raining, there's lots of going on all around them. Yeah. Um, this is a really helpful tool just to help them make a quick decision. So because they in, don't... In, in, in the middle of all the chaos. So... Again, I would hope they were trained enough to... So because they don't have to deal with major trauma often, very often, they don't know where to go? Uh, no, I'm sure they, they, they do know where to go. This is just a tool to help them make the decision. So you don't... I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm really... I'm, I, listen, I, I've got a lot of respect for paramedics. I'm really struggling to see what the point of this is and how this is going to be anything other than a hindrance. I would imagine that when a paramedic comes to a scene of a major accident, they pick the person up, they say, right, he's got a broken back, let's take him to this hospital. Oh, he's got a massive head injury, let's take him to this hospital. But they can't do that without an app. Well, it's, it's sometimes a little more subtle than that. Um, and, and this app just helps them make the right decision. How? Talk, talk me through it, talk me through it. We're in an accident, Nick, and, and yep. there are some subtle I- injuries to somebody. What, 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 well, what would we do? Not subtle, but uh, these probably won't be subtle injuries, but they, they would look at the tool um, at the moment, which is on paper. All right, listen, we've come, to, we've, come to, we've come to... There's a car crash uh, on uh, the A5, uh, and there's a fella who's um, smashed his head on the windscreen, uh, and it looks like he's damaged his leg. So what do we do? Get your phone out, Nick. What are we going to do? Well, there's a decision-making process that would go on regardless. This just helps speak... Let's, let's, work, let, okay, let's work through it. So what would the app, how would the app help us? Well, it, it tell, often with major trauma, 
if if the patient has um, a certain injury severity, um, uh, so all their injuries add up to a certain injury severity, then actually they might be better off going to um, a major trauma centre, what I'm asking, a local so, hospital. What I'm asking, and, talk, and talk actually us, this, this really helps the... Talk us through what they would do on the app. Talk us through how, they would, how the, app, the app operates and oh, what the they app, would do. The app will ask them a question and, and they will just answer yes or no. Um, so it's nice what, and, uh, nice what and questions will it, will it ask us? Um, I haven't got the app in front of me, actually. Have you seen uh, the app? Oh, of course I've seen the app. Okay, yeah, so what questions... I'm, I'm a dreaded NH- NHS manager, so I don't actually use it on the ground. Oh, we're talking to the wrong person then, it would, it would appear. But you've seen... Possibly. Okay, well, Nick, we'll leave it there then. Thank you very much. Nick Twee, Um From the Trauma Centre Manager. I, I, don't, I, I was just, just wondering, wouldn't mind a little walk through the app to see how that's going to, um, to, to help things. I would kind of hope that... Um, anyway. Nick, thank you very much indeed. It just feels me a little bit... I'm a little bit concerned. Um, I'm a little bit concerned that paramedics don't know that information immediately. Is that wrong of me? 08459 455 555. I've been sent a message that says brilliant text. Is this genuinely a brilliant text, Catherine? Yeah, that didn't connect. Do when you hear um, sound, the um, sound of human kindness, and that's what you'll hear if you listen to this. Do, do you want to read it, or shall I read you it? You should read it. OK. It's a text. I... <laughs> okay, I did a good dead. They mean de- deed, deed, obviously. Yeah. I did a good de- deed Thursday Eve in Tesco's by talking to a lovely old lonely man. He gave me a quaver. <laughs> so I gave him a bottle of orange. That's not a fair trade-off. He gave me a quaver, so I gave him a bottle of orange. It was kind. We must talk to older people. I'm Mariam Gord. I'm only 62, from St Albans. Ian, I wonder if you could say thank you very much to the kind, caring lady who helped me Thursday about 7pm when I fell badly in Sandridge Road, St Albans. I was hurt and shaken up. Was second fall this week. Oh, dear. Because of the state of our pavements, with my loaded shopping trolley going down on my legs, she was with two children and another parent and children dressed up for Halloween. They look great, too. I just put a bag of sweets in the trolley before I left in case I met trick-or-treaters. So it was lucky it was Halloween. Thank you all. Thank you. I'm too, Mariam Gord, St Albans. Well, there was, it's an interesting... Uh, you're right, it's, it's a brilliant text. And well done. Thank you to those people who helped Marion Gord up in St Albans. And it's nice to swap snacks. Mm-hmm. A quaver and an orange juice is not a fair snack swap. No, she's kinder than he is. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 uh, 555 is the telephone number if you uh, want to give us a call and, and tell us you know, about nice things that have happened to you. We were talking about good deeds earlier on. Apparently the average Brit does 48 good deeds a year. Is that all? And they include things like holding a door open. That's not a good deed. That's just common decency, isn't it? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the A4146 is blocked as a car on fire. They might put the fire out, but the road's still blocked southbound at the Water Eaton Roundabout in Milton Keynes. So that calls in queues. The traffic tried to get towards Leighton Buzzard. The A421 remains partly blocked westbound along Standing Way and Bletchley, where there's been an accident by the Denby Hall Drive junction. That doesn't look like it's causing much trouble. In fact, the speed sensors suggest traffic's still not too bad at the moment. There are certainly no significant delays anywhere. A little bit busy on the M25 anti-clockwise, junctions 25 to 24 through the roadworks between the A10 and Potter's Bar, then slope from 17 round to 16. That's Maple Cross to the M40. M1 seems all right. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Russell, thank you very much indeed. An odd show this morning. It's been all over the place, but still a good show. Don't forget, in the last hour, on a Friday, we like to have a little bit of live music for you to kind of uplift you for the weekend got some cracking music for you before the end of the show today. 
the firemen are going on strike tonight, who's more irresponsible? The fire brigade or the people that still insist on having fireworks tonight? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Barry Caffrey. The headlines, firefighters to strike this evening, changes to GCSEs confirmed and Bucks Ambulance Service launches mobile app to take patients to the correct hospital. BBC Three Counties Radio. Firefighters in beds, hearts and bucks will stage a fresh strike today in a row with the government over pensions. Fire brigades are urging people to put off fireworks displays until tomorrow as crews walk out from half past six until 11 o'clock tonight. There will be another stoppage on Monday, the day before bonfire night. Roy Wilshire is Hertfordshire's chief fire officer. He thinks this evening's strike will affect the way the public view the fire service. I I think that's one of the great shames. I, I don't think there's any great public support for people going on strike at the moment and uh, it's a great shame that it is a wonderful service it still is a wonderful job and it's a shame for everyone the exams regulator for england has announced major changes to the gcse which will see the end of coursework in favor of assessment by exam only instead of grades a star to g candidates will be graded numerically with nine the top grade The first students to be affected will be those taking exams in maths and English in 2017. The chief regulator of Ofqual, Glenis Stacey, says the changes were significant. This is the biggest change really in a generation. They've been around for over 25 years, these qualifications, but now we are seeing fresh content, we're seeing a different structure, we're seeing uh, high quality assessments really coming in. So it's a significant change for students and for schools. Police have arrested a 25-year-old man and a 17-year-old youth in connection with the murder of a pizza delivery man in Sheffield. Thavisha Perries, who was 25 and from Sri Lanka, was stabbed on Sunday night. Baby P's mother is understood to have been released from prison. Tracy Connolly was given a minimum of five years for causing or allowing the death of her son Peter in 2007. She'd been held on remand for several months. A phone app to ensure paramedics take critically injured patients to the right hospital has been designed by a Buckinghamshire ambulance service. South Central are launching the app called the Trauma Triage Tool. Nick Thuliers is Trauma Centre Manager and he told Ian what it'll involve. Major trauma networks across the country went live. And that meant that uh, patients with really severe injuries, uh, if they were injured right by one hospital, they might not be taken to it because uh, it's important to get into a hospital with all the specialists that they need. Um, So this tool helps the ambulance crew decide, okay, do I need to take them to this nearest hospital to me or actually do I need to bypass that one and go to one further away? In sport, Watford kick off tomorrow's football programme with a 12-15 start at home to Leicester in the Championship. And in League One, MK Dons host Walsall and Stevenage face Wolves. The weather, it will be a mostly cloudy day today with some rain about, also some brighter spells. Maximum temperatures expected 13 degrees Celsius, that's 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties. Thank you, Barry. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots coming on the show between now and JVS at nine o'clock. 
It's that time of the year when normal healthy adults do something stupid. They burn stuff in their back gardens. Well, meanwhile, the Fire Brigade's union have decided tonight's the night to stage a four and a half hour walkout. Who's the most irresponsible? The Fire Brigade for striking tonight? Or the people that insist on having bonfires and fireworks tonight? You've been hearing on the news, and just before the news, an app has been released to help paramedics and ambulance teams decide which hospital to take you in an emergency. It makes me a little bit concerned. Lots of you want to have your say on this as well. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Give me a call 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. John has sent me an email regarding the app. There's basically this app. We spoke to an NHS manager who I'm surprised to know if you can kind of come on and talk about the app. Ideally have the app in front of you or at least have walked through it several times so you can talk about it in detail. It's a little tip for you there. But this app, if you're a paramedic, you turn up at an accident um, and you're not quite sure which hospital to take to. You get your mobile phone out, get your, your iPhone out, you have a look at the app, you answer some questions, it tells you where to go. I, I need to speak to a, a serving paramedic on this to find out if that sounds like nonsense or, or actually I'm missing the point of it. 08459 555. John, a retired paramedic, has emailed me. As a retired paramedic with 32 years' experience, if a paramedic needs an app to know which hospital to go to, then God help us. That's a retired paramedic. Listen, maybe, maybe things have changed since John's day. 08459 555. Celia's in Leighton Buzzard. Celia, you needed to call the ambulance out, didn't you? Yes, I did. What happened? Um, my, uh, my heart was sort of going 19 to the dozen. Um, called the paramedics out and... Um, they sort of checked me out and um, I've got what they call atrial fibrillation my heart was going about 130 140 beats a minute and they said I needed to go into hospital and I said well could you please take me to Milton Keynes because that's the hospital where I usually go to this is about five o'clock in the morning, two days before Christmas. So you, they... you normally go to Milton Keynes, and, and I'm assuming that means all of your records yes, and, and stats would be there. Okay. Yeah. And they said, oh, no, we've got to take you over to the Luton and Dunstable. Um, that, um, you know, it, it is where there is a good cardiac um, unit, okay. and um, we need to take you to, to there. So I said, well, I'll be guided by you. I went over to the Luton and Dunstable uh, later on in the day when I was being seen by a doctor again, you know. um, He said, why did you come here if all your details are at Milton Keynes? And I said, because the paramedics refused to take me to Milton Keynes. Dear. So um, how is this app going to be useful if when, you know, you're lucid and can say where you're usually treated and the, and the paramedics choose not to take you there. I then found out that they were due off duty at six o'clock that morning. Oh, and what time did you call them out? About five. Celia, thank you very much indeed. You draw your own conclusions from that. This app confuses me and I'm sorry if it seemed I was being a little bit rude to our guest, but I was getting frustrated and I was confused. I was disappointed he didn't have it in front of him or, or have a, a working knowledge of it because I wanted him to walk us through it, but... Uh, 
I need to speak to a paramedic. I, I know, paramedics listen to this show, I know. So if, if you're listening, g- give me a call this morning and let me know. An app that tells you which hospital to go to. You answer a few questions. Really? Is that going to help? Am I mi- I'm missing something here. 08459 Do you know what? This just reminded me. I had an email this week from a gentleman who was picking me up on... And I've noticed I do it, and I'm trying not to do it, and I caught myself doing it then. Instead of saying going to, I say, gonna. Is this gonna help? Is this gonna help? And I've noticed, and he raises something. I wonder if I can find his email, because his email was absolutely cracking, and he spotted something that I'd spotted as well, and I didn't think anyone else had picked up on. And it is the way uh, that the language is... Uh, Richard King, here we go. Um, uh, the, the, he says nice things about me and J-Dog and, and Kelly Betts and things like that. I do have a gripe, though. Not, you, not about you, Catherine, I'm afraid. Sorry, it doesn't mention you. Never mind. Uh, I do have... Um, uh, no, it doesn't mention... Oh, no, it doesn't mention you. No, I have a gripe. While listening to the traffic reports this morning, I'm sure that your man said, quote, unquote. OK, then he goes... He then goes on to say... Um, uh, where is it? Sorry. Does anybody say going to anymore? It's always gonna. Even BBC news readers and top journos use it. What's wrong with going to? I'm so ashamed our Queen's English is being abused by respected and intelligent broadcasters out there. I'm writing to her match. I heard someone, a reporter on PM on Radio 4, say gonna <gasps> instead of going to in a recorded package. This is going to really affect the bankers or whatever it was. It's an odd one, isn't it? Do you want your broadcasters to sound like you, to sound like they're talking to you in an intimate medium, sitting next to you in your bathtub or mm. in your car, or do you want them to sound like they're lecturing you? I guess that's the point. On Radio 4, I want them to lecture me. Yeah, exactly. I want them to sound intelligent and superior to me. Yes, yeah, you don't want to think you're brighter than they are. You don't want to think that you are brighter than they are. Can we have a vote for the listeners, from the listeners? I know we're not allowed to, technically, BBC, but I'm going to overrule that. I'm going to overrule that. Do you want me, dear listener, to say gonna or going to? 81333, start your text 3CR. 08459 Gonna or going to? What are you putting that face for, Bets? That's the worst phone-in I've no. ever heard. No, no, no. It's, it's not... the D1 Ely to talk proper phone-in. Yeah, it's not the worst one ever. It's cool. Okay, let, let, put, them, put them straight on. Put them, I bet they'll be talking about this. Are they talking about this? Okay, let's go on to the next item. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Firefighters across beds, hearts and bucks will go on strike from 6.30 this evening for four hours. It's part of a national strike over pay, pensions and working conditions. Earlier on, the chair of the Fire Brigades Union in Bedfordshire, Pat Carberry, told me no one should light their own fireworks tonight. If you really want to go to a bonfire party, go to an organised event instead. Well, there is one such event at Bedford Rugby Club tonight. Sam Roberts is the public address announcer at the club home games and joins me now sam you're going ahead despite the fact that the fire brigade is, is going to be on strike we are going to go ahead yes you're absolutely right um and uh, we are going to have um, a good time as you've mentioned there firefighters are uh, encouraging people to go to public displays and we've been running ours for nearly 30 years and we find that we've had no such problems in the past we're certainly not going to plan to do anything strange or silly uh, this evening we have a chief uh, safety officer who's a former fireman he's been cross-checking and double-checking everything uh, throughout the week, and um, we're very much looking forward to it. We have a new display, new new laser show, a new kids show as well, so it should be quite good fun. How long are the fireworks going to last for, going to last for? 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, right, you, you, can only, you can only get self-preoccupied by this now, now you've mentioned it, can't I, you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they are, well, we're, we're hoping they're going to uh, last the best part of sort of 45 minutes. The, um, well, the firework uh, display itself, 45 minutes? Yeah, oh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we, we, hope, we hope so. There's a, there's a, there's a, kids, uh, there's a kids display uh, that, that kicks off a little bit earlier as well, and there's a laser show. Uh, as well, which makes the whole package just that little bit extra special. But of and course, you'd expect me to say that sort of thing. Well, well, of course, you're selling it and you're selling it very well, Sam. Well done. <laughs> uh, you're raising money for charity. What, what, what charity is that for? Well, the, chari- the actual event is organised by the Bedford Rugby Followers Association. We, we as a rugby club host it. Uh, the followers, the, the supporters of Bedford Blues, they organise it all and uh, they, uh, they create a large amount of charity donation every year. Uh, I am not 100% sure who they're going to okay. give their money to at the end of the year. Last year, they gave it to the wonderful Keats Cottage Hospice just outside of Luton. Um, they could well be giving it again to uh, an equally worthwhile cause, but uh, they do it at the end of uh, every year. They run, they run a lot of charity events through the year. This is just one of them. And were you, are you going to be... Are you going to be speaking on the uh, the public address? So, I'm so sorry to involve you in my in, in my own personal nightmare, Sam. No. Will you be going to uh, use the public address system this evening? Because uh, I, I I love you guys that get to use that system. I genuinely do. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's not something we're going to do. No. You can imagine you can imagine me sort of trying to hype up a fireworks display. You don't need to do it, do you? The oohs and the ahs are already there uh, from the public themselves. I remember going along as a as a seven year old to uh, the Beverly Club fireworks display and pretending that I had um, a fire arm and, and shooting up at the sky and, and doing all that. As an imagination of a young boy, you yes. know, the, the, the fireworks are already there and already having lots of fun. You don't need some prune on the, uh, on the public address system telling you how to enjoy your fireworks. Uh, Sam, give us the details. What time does it start? Where do people have to go? It all kicks off at 8 o'clock this evening. Uh, you can't get in any later than 8. I suppose that's probably worth mentioning. Yes. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, the, actual, uh, the actual gates open at 6 uh, the fun fair is open uh, from uh, from then. The kids show is at seven, uh, and uh, you can get in. You can still buy tickets from uh, the centre of town, the uh, the ticket office um, uh, in, in the centre of town, as well as the rugby club as well. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, it, it's the best way to to have a look at your fireworks. Uh, with all this, uh, with all this um, firefighter striking situation, uh, definitely come along to Bedford Blues, and uh, and we'll look after you very safely and very safely. Sam Roberts, lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Have a fantastic evening. I'm sure you're going to. Akbar's on the line. Good morning. By, by the way, can I just say I've been I've been told that the should I say gonna or going to is the worst phone in ever. The the switchboard has lit up. It has lit up. Akbar's on the line. Good morning, Akbar. Um, good morning, Ian. And it's been, been a wonderful uh, show this morning. Yeah, I, I would. I would say it's the weakest one this week. I would give it. I would give it a five and a half out of ten. But I'm a harsh judge. Thank no, you for no, your no, kind no. words. I would. I, I would place it somewhere between uh, seven and half and eight. Thank you very much indeed. Well, that's very uh, kind. Right. Um, two uh, comments. Uh, fire brigades. Um, uh, 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 people are not being greedy. They, what they are trying to do to use the the occasion to maximise their uh, their 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 case to for, for the attention of the general public and uh, for just for the sake of four hours it 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 shouldn't be an awfully difficult job for us uh, to sort of uh, work around that and make uh, small ad- adjustments to our programs and uh, uh, be safe and uh, be helpful to to these people as well uh, my other um, uh, comment regarding this very same issue is this that uh, 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 spending 
um, between six, fifty, sixty pounds to hundred, hundred and fifty pounds is a, is a lot of money. Times are hard, and uh, the, the, the families are not um, loaded as, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, it, it's difficult for everyone to sort of go out and burn their money in their in their back garden. So, uh, and the thirdly. Uh, uh, I'm sure you must have realized, um, Ian, that the formation of communities uh, over the periods have, have also um, changed. Uh, there are there are people of different cultures, traditions, and and faiths uh, um, among among the communities, and uh, they in 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 some way might not be minded to celebrate uh, um, these kind of events. Everyone. Likes fireworks, Akbar. Apart from dogs, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, yes, everyone likes, and all children like. But uh, I mean, I, I I used to buy um, and and uh, uh, go about these uh, fireworks uh, for my children uh, when when they were young. But uh, I, I personally feel that it's an expensive uh, um, uh, exercise uh, for lots of people, and that's why. People are um, being hesitant. Akbar, and, uh, yeah, we're running out of time. Final question: mm. Gonna or go- uh, going to? Going to. Akbar, thank you very much. Bye. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the A4146 remains blocked southbound, Ian, at the Water Eater roundabout in uh, Milton Keynes. There was a car fire there, and that's been causing queues, particularly for traffic, trying to get towards Leighton Buzzard from there. And Ray's been on in Milton Keynes to say that accident is still on the A421 on Standing Way in Bletchley. Westbound partly blocked at the Denby Hall Drive Junction, so just off the A5, causing some uh, uh, slight delays. I think it's causing too much trouble. Speed sensors are picking up some delays around Hitchin on the A602. It looks very slow uh, westbound on Stevenage road towards the Hitchin Hill London Road roundabout and Upper Tarhouse uh, Road is looking very very busy, Upper Tarhouse Street I should say, there are queues in both directions uh, in Hitchin, M25 not too bad today, a little bit slow anti-clockwise around Junction 16, turn for the M40 M1 seems alright, Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Russell 8.17, it's uh, Friday the 1st of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Firefighters in England and Wales are set to stage a fresh strike later today over pensions. The exams regulator for England has announced a major overhaul to GCSEs. And in sport, Watford take on Leicester at home in the Championship tomorrow in the early kick-off at 12.15. The weather, it'll be mostly dry with some rain, brighter spells around 2. Maximum temperature is 13 degrees. Coming up... Ooh! Ha! Ha! BBC Three Counties Radio. Roberto Peroni. I can bring you now some good news for women. What do you look like in a pair of Speedos or swimming trunks? A pumpkin had been stolen from outside a hairdresser's salon. We've had lots of support since your programme, lots of phone calls telling us not to worry and everyone's looking out for them. What could I do to bring a smile to Dame Kelly Holmes's face? <laughs> do you know what that sound is? I do. They're alpacas. I've got six alpacas, they're lovely, everyone takes the mickey. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three, on BBC Three Counties Radio.
Ma. I'm not sure how happy Dame Kelly Holmes sounds there when uh, Roberto's making the noise of a snorting alpaca. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if she sounds um, pleased or... What did you get out? Yes. <laughs> well... Yes. Jonathan Vernon-Smith is in the studio. Morning. I know you won't dwell on this because you're a very modest man. Oh. Congratulations. Thanks very much. You won. Well, it was three awards. You're, you're modestly saying two and a half last night. Well... Uh, the Gillard Awards. Very important awards. Gold for best mid-morning show, uh, silver for best presenter, and uh, a bronze for something else. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the poor person who came fourth in that category. You're not even giving them that respect. Yeah. Well done. Congratulations. Thanks Good very stuff. much. Uh, do you have a bit of a boozy night? Uh, yeah, it's a bit. I can see. Can you tell? What, what, what are the... Uh... Your face is a bit flushed, <laughs> and your eyes have sunk right into the back of your head, mm. and you're drooling. I'm drooling as well. I've just treated my team to a bacon sandwich. We needed a much uh, a bacon sandwich. And how about this for drama? No, yes. I won't tell that story. Oh, no, what happened? Well, we we had a bit of a roadkill incident on the way home from the uh, oh, no. from the award ceremony last night on the motorway. Was in, it was in it a taxi? Was it a pet or a wild animal? No, no, it's a wild animal. Okay, we can tell that story then. Oh gosh, it was very traumatic. We ran a fox over. Oh dear! Can you imagine? You want to get rid of foxes, don't you? Well, I do, and it was one, one of those. By one. It was one of those kinds of uh, strange moments where I thought, well, am I happy about that? No, I'm not. It made quite a bang. Oh dear! Did was it definitely dead? Oh, yes. Uh, oh. To be honest, it it just soured an otherwise pleasant evening. You know, you go win awards, come back, kill a fox. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very strange evening. What's on your show this morning? Coming up on the big Chuck. phone in this morning from nine. <clears throat> Do you support the firefighters strike? Firefighters in beds, hearts and bucks, they're on strike this evening, just as thousands of people across the three counties prepare for an early fireworks night. You've been talking about this from nine this morning. I want your views as to whether you support it. Is it outrageous to choose perhaps the busiest, most dangerous night of the year to go on strike? Is that irresponsible or do you absolutely support them? Do you think they've got to do it at this time? 08459 455 555. Gonna or going to? What do you mean? Well, what do you <clears throat> say? What, what do you say? Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a bit this morning. It's a bit throaty. Mm. What do you say? What do you mean? Gone. Oh, hello? <laughs> do you say gonna or going to? Gonna? Who say gonna? I heard a reporter on PM on Radio 4 the other day say gonna. I'm gonna do this. Oh, no, I do say I'm gonna do this. Gonna. It seems to become acceptable now. I'm, people are going to decide for me whether I say gonna or make the effort to say going to. But it, it's a, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because it is a little bit common. What gonna gonna? Yeah, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. No, no, it's not common. So you would you you would say uh, okay? You can't say going to all the time. Why not? You can't say the correct words properly. Well, it just no. It just sounds a little. You know, I'm going to go to the shops. I'm going to. Are you going to go to Auntie Flo's show? I'm going to Auntie Flo's show. I'm going to sort out the consumer problems later. Are you going to go to Auntie Flo's show? That sounds more natural. Okay. That's, that's JVS. That's what JVS has to say. Glenn, do you agree with JVS? What, with Jonna? With, with Jonna? You see, look what he's done there. Right. No, 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 but where, but, uh, but where I'm from originally in Telford... Oh, dear. That is how we used to say, Gonna. Well, that, going, we never said going to, Gonna. But that, also, does, that doesn't count as proper English there, though, does it? Well, not really, no. I mean, no. we used to say, uh, would not, we'd say, wouldn't I? 
I wouldn't do that. You're going to, I don't understand the word he's saying now, to be honest. Uh, well, Glenn, because you're not from the same neck of woods, are you? Yeah, neck of woods. Glenn, thank you very much indeed. JVS, thank you very much indeed. I look forward to listening to your show. Thank you. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Please use correct grammar, says Janet. It's just as easy as speaking sloppily says Janet, who's put a comma in between the A and the S of as. So if, you're gonna, if, you, want me to, if you want me to use correct grammar, could you use correct grammar when uh, you're uh, sending me text, please, Janet? Uh, Shirley says, I would like you to say going to. To many, to many people forget that there is a T in the alphabet. Ian, even I use gonna, but I prefer you said going to. Thanks, April. Going to. Queen's English, please. Too much of England is being lost, says anonymous text. OK. I'm going to do my best. Oh, wait, 459 four double five five double five is the phone number. Now, it's a £70 million a year industry, and this weekend our skies will be dominated by them. Fireworks, of course. But how are you planning to celebrate this year? In a time when food bank uptake is at an all-time high and people are struggling to make ends meet, is it right to be spending 50 to 100 we heard a caller earlier on t- today, spending £300 on fireworks to let off in the garden? Well, Bedfordshire humanist Ian Smith thinks he has a better idea. Good morning, Ian. Good morning, Ian. Don't worry, don't worry about the gunner thing, by the way. You said, um, you said, would we want intelligent presenters to be saying that sort of thing? So you're absolved. Don't worry about it. I think it sounded like a compliment. But I'm sure there's a, <laughs> I'm sure there's a fist in that velvet glove, Ian. Thank you. Uh, the fireworks. We had a caller early on today who spent three hundred pounds on fireworks to let off in his back garden. Yet we were speaking to a fella earlier on in the week who has to decide between heating and eating. Yeah, I mean, and, and what are you trying to compete with here? I mean, all these fantastic displays we see on TV, you know, there's Sydney, there was the Olympic fireworks on big flat-screen TVs, fantastic displays. How can you compete with that in your garden? It's just going to be a disappointment, isn't it? And, I mean, my, my responsibility within the humanist is, is education. I'm education officer. So I'd advocate getting out there, find a local school that's doing a firework display, people who've been trained, so the thing's likely to be safe, um, and watch a display that's going to be ten times better than your 300 quid you spent in the garden. You're going to save money. I mean, if you've got money, you're just going to save a lot of money, aren't you? It's going to be five or ten quid per person. You're going to get out there. You're going to see a lot of people. You're going to have um, gunner. There you go, you see? Yeah, thank you. Now, you're going to get lots of food on offer, much better than than having to make it all yourself. You're going to enjoy yourself in the community, and you're going to save some money. Now, if you've got that money to spare, then to start with, you're funding the school. If you you go to a school display, the Parent Teachers Association, you know, and, and heaven knows these schools are you know being squeezed of money. So you're doing some good there. Even even if you're going there just to help fund the school, it's great. That's what I did last year. <clears throat> I think it's half term at the moment, so it's a bit difficult to find out what's going on in local schools. But certainly look round for a school, get out there, spend your money at the school instead, have a much better display because they'll be spending thousands of pounds on, on fireworks, not 300 or 30. Uh, and if you're really struggling for cash, you're going to save a lot of money. If uh, you've got money, spend the money at the school, save a packet, and then give the remainder to someone who can use it. You know, food banks locally, it's a good one you mentioned. There's a, a, a good food bank in Bedford. We actually collect for the, for the food bank. So each one of our meetings, people bring tins and packets and things like that, and then we take it down to, 
to the food bank. So you could do an awful lot of good and have a much better display and in safety. And you know, I mean, the safety aspect, you, you, I, I asked around a few friends yesterday, my brother organises a big display down in South End, and he actually dived to try and catch a firework that was going into the crowd. This is a proper organised display. So he dived to catch a firework? Yeah, it was going into the display, and he broke his shoulder doing it. Wow. So, you know, he, these are just people I know. The, the guy, there's a guy installing my, my boiler. Um, he knows someone who was injured with a firework, uh, came out the wrong way. So it's not just sort of on TV, where you, you do see these horrific injuries. There are local people you can talk to. People seem to know other people who've been injured, minor injuries. And, you know, it's, it's difficult to justify, isn't it, when you can go out to something that's even better. But to be quite honest, I like fireworks. And like you, I do like the excitement of lighting fireworks. Um, and, and I think, you know, you should buy kids sparklers, little little kids sparklers, and, and enjoy it. But, um, you know, we're running up to Christmas now. Um, people are going to be really struggling out there. So if, if you can get your surplus money that you save on these fireworks out to a food bank, if you can't, bring them round to Bedford Humanists. Tuesday, 26th of November. We're talking to the Bishop of Bedford, actually. Um, So uh, just bring them along to our meeting. We're on the net, and we'll make sure that you can, uh, you know, if you want to give a donation, we'll make sure that gets to the food bank as well. Ian, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Bedfordshire humanist Ian Smith. He's just reminded me, the most terrifying advert I ever remember seeing as a child is that one about fireworks where um, the kids are playing with the sparklers. They're writing the names of the sparklers. And then they drop them on the floor. And then one of the, one of the kids goes to pick up the wrong end of the sparkler. And then the next day you see her on the way to school with her hand all bandaged up. That was terrifying. Well, I might buy some sparklers this weekend. See, this story, I, I was going from not buying any fireworks to thinking, well, I might get a couple now to have in the back garden. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's time to get the latest travel now with Russell. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, I've got a bit more information about this fire on the A4146. The police are saying it's a crane that's on fire at the Solbury Roundabout near Lake Buzzard. So that's the section that's been closed off. Uh, I'm told in both directions now, so that causing delays uh, back around Lindsley. There's still the A421 as well, partly blocked westbound along Standing Way in Bletchley because of an accident at the junction with Denby Hall Drive. The M1 and the M25, there are bits that look busy, but it's not that bad this morning, often a little bit lighter on a Friday than we see on other delays uh, what we see on other days of the week uh, the delays I've mentioned earlier around Hitchin look to have eased up a little bit so that's uh, much better than it was earlier on still busy particularly on the A505 uh, heading into uh, Hitchin on the eastbound approach Russell Holding BBC Three Counties Radio Russell thank you very much indeed 8.30 let's get the news and sport now here's Barry Caffrey Across beds hearts and bugs This is BBC Three Counties Radio Half past eight, I'm Barry Caffrey. Here are the headlines. Firefighters in beds, hearts and books will stage a fresh strike today in a row with the government over pensions. Fire brigades are urging people to put off fireworks displays until tomorrow as crews walk out from half past six this evening until 11 o'clock tonight. The exams regulator for England has announced major changes to the GCSE, which will see the end of coursework in favour of assessment by exam only. Instead of grades A star to G, candidates will be graded numerically, with nine the top grade. 
Baby P's mother is understood to have been released from prison. Tracy Connolly was given a minimum of five years for causing or allowing the death of her son Peter in 2007. She'd been held on remand for several months. And the weather, it will be a mostly cloudy day with some rain, but also some brighter spells around. Maximum temperatures of 13 degrees Celsius. That's 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford kick off tomorrow's football programme with a quarter past 12 start at home to Leicester in the Championship. It's another televised clash for the Hornets after Monday night's controversial draw at Brighton. In League One, MK Dons host Walsall with manager Carl Robinson aware that they have lost four of their last five league matches. I think if you keep doing the right things, it'll, it'll turn. Listen, there's been a number of times when it's been great and it's been easy to stick with us. But when it's not great, we've got to stick together even more. Also in League One, improving Stevenage go to second place Wolves with manager Graham Wesley feeling they are beginning to look like his previous Borough teams. On a good day we'd win well and on a bad day we won and that was what we did and uh, you know this group is starting to understand now what it takes to win well on a good day um, and just win when you're, when you're not your best. In League 2 Wickham travel to Accrington and in the conference Luton make the long trip to Gateshead tomorrow. Scott Griffiths picked up an injury during the warm-up last Saturday and Hatter's boss John Still will assess the fullback who does travel. He's trained all week. So he'll come with us to um, Gateshead, but when we're training at Leeds tomorrow, so I'll have a look tomorrow and I'll, I'll decide from that. But if there's an ounce of doubt, you know, let, let's give him a rest and I know he'll be fine after that. A short time ago, England's cricketers were 161 for two on the second day of their Ashes warm-up match in Perth in reply to a Western Australia 11's 451 for five declared. Joe Root and Michael Carberry are the batsmen to be dismissed. Root for 36 and Carberry for 78. Rory McIlroy shot a level par second round to leave him five shots off the lead at the halfway stage of the World Golf Championship event in Shanghai. Dustin Johnson leads at 12 under par. BBC Three Counties Radio News and Sport. I'll have a full bulletin at nine. Email 3cr at bbc.co.uk BBC Three Counties Radio Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Fireworks, strikes, gonna, going to, all kinds of things on the show. And some live music to cram in before uh, Jonathan Vernon-Smith comes in and does his thing. Uh, Bill's in Hemel. Good morning, Bill. You right, mate? Good morning, Ian. Lovely to hear you. Lovely to hear you loud and clear. I need to just clean my left lug out. You've deafened me. Ah, oh, brilliant stuff. It's a lovely morning. What can I do for you, Bill? Oh, uh, yeah, you were talking about what well, I'm talking about, pet hates of words. Yes. Um, I can't stand this word, mate. Oh, why? Well, you know you get down the road and everything and say, hello, mate, hey, hey, mate, you come here. I'm not there, mate. I don't know who they are. I, and I... The other, yeah, and the other one uh, is another one called Duck. Hello, ducks. Yeah. Hang on a second, Bill. I'm just getting a message. So you don't like it when people call you mate? Yeah, you and, you and, and duck. You don't like that. Hang on, stay there, Catherine. Yeah. When Bill came on the phone to you this morning, what did he call you? My darling. Bill. Yeah, hello. Now <laughs> <laughs> you've been busted, haven't you, mate? <laughs> you've been busted. Oh, I have. Yeah, 
I know. Uh, but the other one as well... You don't get another one. You've been busted. No, no, no. No, the other one is, you know. You know? You know. What? You know when you talk to someone and they go, um, well, you know. Uh, what? You know, you, you know. I don't know. What are you talking about? Well, this is what I'm saying. When people have a conversation and they go, well, you know. What? Um, you know what I'm talking about. You know. I don't. You've not told me. What other thing exactly, don't you like yeah, when people say? Exactly what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. You're not saying conversation. You're not saying anything. So what don't you like? The third thing. The third thing is about you know. I don't know. What is it? That's the word. That's the one I'm talking about. You have not told me anything. Right. You're having a conversation with someone and uh, they don't know what they're talking about. Then they go, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I don't know, Bill. You've not told me. What are you talking about? We've got you don't like mate. You don't like duck. What's the third thing you don't like? I'm talking about when people are having a conversation with somebody. I've got that bit. So that people are having a conversation with somebody. Yes. Yeah. And, and they don't know what they're talking about. But they say to you, you know. What? What they're saying about a conversation. Well, tell me. But they don't know what you're talking about. So? That's another one that gets my... You don't like it... All right, I think I've got it. You don't like it when people don't know what they're talking about. That's right. Okay, but they don't say anything specific. That's exactly... You want to have a conversation, and they they, they don't say the word about it, and they say, you know... What? That's what I'm trying to say, Ian. Well, tell me. Just say it. Don't be shy. Come on, spit it out. (laughs) You're getting me going here. Bill, thank you very much indeed. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Dave's in Luton. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Ian. Dave, Gonna. what can I do for you? Gonna. Yes. In the dictionary, it says a person or thing that's in a desperate state of affairs. Right. Well, I can name a person, but... Um, I've got a dictionary but, in front no, of me, Dave. I'm going to read it to you. On. But that's what, that's, reason, that's what he's saying. Oh, gonna. Right, OK. It's going. It's going. You're going in, in a minute. The, the word going is in the English directory. Oh. It's in the English directory? Yeah. OK. I've got a word. See if you can work out what word I'm reading the definition of. Censure, condemnation or disapproval expressed especially by public opinion. A prohibition imposed by law or official decree. An excommunication or condemnation by church officials uh, to prohibit especially by the official decree. Any idea what word that is? Is that gone, huh? No, it's banned. So what happened to you? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give me a call. Our reporter... Can we put the, um, the, the, we put, let's see if we can squeeze in um, Bill as well into the podcast, shall we? That's fun. Our reporter, Justin Dealey, is uh, on the streets of Dunstable this morning. And Justin, you've, well, I'm not quite sure what's going on, so I'm, gonna, I'm, going, I'm going to let you explain. Yeah. Uh, yes, Ian, as you, as you mentioned, I'm in Dunstable. I'm on West Street in Dunstable. I'm outside Blockbuster Video. Uh, I'm here with Adam Sibley. He's got a placard. He's got a megaphone. He's uh, not very happy. Adam, you're live across Bedsarts and Bucks. Um, why are you so angry and angry against Blockbuster Video? Well, basically, they've been taking pre-orders now since uh, the beginning of the summer for these new next-generation consoles, and now they've uh, all of a sudden turned around and said that they're, they're going to be issuing them. So, uh, in essence, I've paid £450 to get a console, and now they're saying I'm not going to get it, and also that possibility I won't get a refund. So this is because the company this week have gone back into administration again. They're saying you can't have your console and you can't have your money back. Well, yeah, but um, I don't know if they actually have gone into administration yet, and surely if the company hasn't gone into administration, then they should issue a full refund, because I've not received the goods or a, or a, or a service, so therefore, what am I paying for? 
Now, you spent £450 on these products. You ordered them back in June. You paid for them last week. What are the stores saying to you? They're basically saying um, that I need to email to their online store to try and get a refund. But I don't see why that's um, possible, because I paid for my transaction in store. Why can't they uh, do the refund in store? Hmm. Okay, so your placard here, what does that say? It says, Blockbuster robbed me of £450 for a PlayStation 4 that I will not get. So you're going to be here from 9 o'clock this morning outside the store with this megaphone. What exactly have you got planned today? Well, I'm waiting for the manager to turn up to the store to hopefully explain to me why they're not going to issue me a refund because I don't see why they can't do that. They've got um, credit card terminals in there that can issue refunds, so why not use them? Why go through all this palaver and, and just long out customer service experience? And what are you going to be shouting on, on the streets of Dunstable? Do not go into Blockbuster store. They have no... Um, you have no rights basically there you can't return your goods you can't uh, if you buy damaged goods chances are you won't be able to get your money back so don't go shopping there okay obviously that's your opinion hopefully blockbuster we have got a statement to come from them later on so are they saying what you can spend 450 pounds on dvds and and cds things like that who in their right mind is going to want to spend 450 pounds on blu-rays and cds um like a month before christmas it's it's, it's unreasonable to expect them to me to do that when i'm expecting to get a next generation console if they if i spend my money in my 450 quid on um, just random stuff, I won't have the money for the PlayStation. So it's my understanding that refunds will be issued, but, but you're getting a, a different story here. Are you prepared to stand here all day long until you get your money back? I need my money back, and I will do what it takes. Okay, so if not today, then what? What next? Whenever I have available time. So I've got work tomorrow, I'm working on Sunday, but then I shall be back when I'm on my rest days. So you are prepared to come here any day that you've got free to stand outside Blockbuster Video uh, and say things, hold up placards, until that money is put back into your hand. That's right, and I'm, I'm going to be here all day today. You're clearly very angry, aren't you? I'm, I'm not happy at all, and there's blatantly a lot more people out there um, throughout the country that have um, ordered these consoles and, and various games and accessories that are all disappointed as well and um, I'm sure there's going to be a big queue of people waiting to get their refunds too Okay, Adam, appreciate your time, thank you very much no That's uh, Adam Sibley Frustrating, think, uh, what, very frustrating yeah, he's, he's very, very frustrating I think, you know, the, the, the great thing about our radio station is we have got JVS, he's won his award last night Hang on a uh, second, he, of course, well, sorry <laughs> One of the great things about this radio station You got me as well <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, one of the great things Exactly, one of the great okay. things You said the you great as well. thing yes. um, But uh, JVS being a, a consumer champion, yep. um, I believe the team are going to be on the case and hopefully talking to Blockbuster a bit later on, certainly getting a response from Blockbuster. Excellent. And hopefully some answers here for, for Adam Sibley and Dunstable. Excellent stuff. Justin, this, this probably make you jealous. I know you're a bit of a gamer. Mm. I'm uh, going to be spending an hour on the new Xbox One console later <laughs> on this afternoon. <laughs> Want to come along with me? Uh, no, I think I'll leave that one. Ian, you know, when I was a kid, all, all my friends were into games and you know what I did? I went home and I listened to music instead. People thought I was sad, but do you know what, Ian? Who's got the last laugh? I'm presenting a music show tomorrow morning, and that, for me, satisfies me. And all of those people are designing video games and making millions of pounds. Justin, yes. thank you very much indeed. Across beds, hearts and bucks. Well, this is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. We were told it would never take off as a topic. Are you serious? Yeah. But it has done. Gonna, gonna, going to. The d- debate continues. Jeffrey's in Bracknell. Good morning, Jeff. Jeffrey. Yeah, Churchill said that is a linguistic inexitude up with which I will not put, and I agree completely with him. But what does that mean in English? 
It means there are correct forms of expressing yourself in the English language and yeah. incorrect forms. Okay. And, and, and shortening words for laziness and convenience sake or for trendy, trendy street level, you know, talk or, you know, kind of like, well, it could be then again, but uh, uh, literally I... That is just terrible. Why, you know, we're sending 50% of our children to university now and I heard the other day a woman coming up proclaiming she had a university degree and saying she was going to teaching citizenship and she said I no we was there we was there she's come out with a university degree that is appalling standards we were there is the correct is the correct linguistic expression for, the, for what she wants to say and the fact that the teaching profession is is sending people off to university with that kind of linguistic inactitude, is appalling. But as long as the point is being conveyed, and people are going to understand it, aren't they, it, it doesn't matter, does it? It matters hugely, yes. To you, to, to, but to, to anyone else. Yeah. Well, you, you try and take a legal case out against someone and saying, well, we were kind of walking down the street, maybe it was Thursday or maybe it's right. Well, I can't exactly... No, but that's, that's, that's a different thing you're talking about. No, you're, talk, you're, talking about you're talking about vagaries in, uh, in facts. We're talking about uh, changing and shortening words in the English language. Saying it was maybe a Thursday or a Friday, that's a, that's a different argument, Jeffrey. Right. So focus on the point. No, 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 no. I'm saying is that sloppy and sloppy use of the English language leads to imprecision. Imprecision. And imprecision is dangerous. Charge those guns over there was Lord Cardigan's uh, um, uh, command to the Light Brigade. And you can listen to um, some famous poet rendition of the Light Brigade, whose name I Sli- can't... Slightly imprecise there, Geoffrey, but continue. No, no. No, no. Well, it's imprecise in that you don't well, know his yeah, name. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Hoisted by your own. <laughs> petard, yes. I beg not your pardon? Flag, not flag, but petard. Yeah, so, so you, another thing, you go, you go into an English language A-level e- exam, and you want to quote something from Shakespeare, and you say, um, you start to say, um, fair is foul, and um, foul is kind of, uh, well, not, not, not very nice. Now, would... would, would would the English examiner give you top marks for being imprecise about your Shakespearean quote, or would he give top marks to the person who was exact about it? What would be the right thing to do? Geoffrey, uh, the right thing to do would to move on as I'm scratching my head. I haven't got a clue. Thank you very much, Geoffrey. 08459 455 555, BBC Three Counties Radio, quarter to nine. Let's get the travel news now, shall we, with uh, Russell? Yes. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the A4146 remains closed each way after a crane caught fire at the Solbury roundabout at Leighton Buzzard. That's causing delays, particularly around the Linslade area as a result. But uh, otherwise, the other accident that there was on the A421 on Standing Way in Bletchley has been cleared now from the westbound side, so any delays there might have been as a result of that uh, should have cleared up. Speed sensors really not picking up much in the way of delays. I can see the queues at Leighton Buzzard on the A4146 but otherwise the M1, M25, A1M, not too bad today. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties Radio. Russell, thank you very much. Right, it's 8.46, it's Friday the 1st of November. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Firefighters in beds, hearts and bucks will stage a four and a half hour strike this evening in the first of two walkouts leading up to bonfire night. The exams regulator for England has confirmed the details of what it calls the biggest shake-up of GCSEs for a generation. And in sport, Watford kick off tomorrow's football programme at home to Leicester in the Championship. Coming up, we've got a little bit of music before the end of the show, as we always do on a Friday. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Well, uh, it does look like it should be mostly dry for the rest of the day today, or during the daylight hours anyway. Um, we will see the cloud thicken as we get into the afternoon. The breeze will pick up top temperatures today. Nothing too special around average, really. 12 or 13 degrees, 55 in Fahrenheit. As we head through into tonight, though, it does look like the evening rush hour is going to be a very wet one. We've got rain spreading up from the south, up to an inch of rainfall quite widely, uh, especially across southern areas of the three counties where it will be at its heaviest and where of course it will arrive first. Um, locally we could see as much as two inches leading to some quite hideous driving conditions on the roads lots of surface water and spray of course and and uh, yeah a bit of a damp squib of a fireworks night possibly tonight. It is certainly going to be a very wet one the rain continuing to spread up from the south eventually clearing away to the northeast as we get into tomorrow morning so temperatures overnight not too chilly between around 7 and 10 degrees underneath the cloud in the rain tomorrow it's going to be dry again for most of the day but with a band of heavy showers pushing in from the west as we head into the late part of the afternoon some of them could really be quite heavy perhaps even a rumble or two of thunder but until then mostly dry with some brightness but I think we could see quite a misty start particularly over the Chilterns with all the moisture in the air. Um, Then it's going to turn very blustery as we head into tomorrow evening. Some strong gusts of wind gusting perhaps up to 40 even 50 miles per hour across the three counties so very windy indeed not as windy as it was on Monday and then Sunday the calmer looking day of the weekend because we'll probably see it um, bright and breezy really a few showers around um, but uh, some spells of sunshine too and then more rain on Monday morning that's the forecast Ian thank you very much indeed Here at BBC Three Counties Radio, we want to show off everything that's amazing about where we live. And to do that, we need your help. We'd like you to send your pictures of your favourite places from the Three Counties. Places like Dunstable Downs, Amptill Park, Ivinghoe Beacon, MK's Concrete Cows, Nebworth House, Waddeston Manor. We'll then use them on our Facebook page to show everyone exactly what this area has to offer. Send your pictures to 3cr at bbc.co.uk and then visit facebook.com slash BBC 3CR to see everyone's favourite parts of beds, hearts and bucks. Oh, I'm getting some uh, very angry texts. Very angry texts. Uh, Bill in Milton Keynes says, Ian, is it not public service Friday? I'm a retired paramedic who worked in Northants. This is on the subject of the uh, the, the uh, phone-up that paramedics will get to help them decide which hospital to go to. Before EMAS was formed, I only had to run to local hospitals. After EMAS, I could find myself working in Leicester, Derby, Lincoln or Nottingham. It was impossible to know which hospital was the best or nearest. In many cases, how to get there. So don't knock paramedics. I don't think I was knocking them bill and on the subject of uh, shortening words marion and hemel says ian that person who's picking you up on everyday language said that journo what's a journo i know you know and he knows but i've just looked in my ancient 1986 dictionary and it's not there well there's a couple of minutes if you want to give us a call 08459 455 555 now on a friday we like to have a little bit of music we like to invite a musical guest to come into the studio and perform and we've had um 
We've had some interesting ones, haven't we, Kelly? We have. And by interesting, I mean, well, no, we've had, uh, let's leave it there. We've had some interesting ones. We've got a cracking one this morning. It's uh, Sophia Denise. Good morning, Sophia. Good morning. Thank, thank you very you. much for coming in this morning. Thank you for having me. And, and who's this gentleman next to you? This is the great Barry Morrison. Hello, Barry. Nice. Oh, to, you're, you're the guitarist. You're a very highly polished guitar you've brought in. Thank you. I like to think so. <laughs> Shall we crack? Have you got a couple of songs for us? We've got two songs. Shall we crack on with one and then okay. we'll have a chat? So, which one are you going to start with? I'm going to start with Crazy Blues. Away you go. Thank you. 
Fantastic. Well done. That Thank was wonderful. You. Bless. It must be really hard coming in and singing at, what are we, 10 to 9 in the morning. That can't be... Do you normally sing in the morning? <laughs> in the shower. In the shower. Well, you're, you're doing a crap job. <laughs> now, listen, where, where can people find out more about you? What, 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 what have you got websites and things? And, I've got uh, um, a page, a Facebook page, Sophia Denisi. Yeah. Um, Sophia with a P-H, Denisi, D-A-N-E-S-I. And I'm on Twitter, so people can find out easily about my gigs, what's coming up, what I'm doing. And what have you got coming up? You've got, you've got some I, exciting stuff happening, haven't you? Yeah, I'm currently working with um, Stephen Large, music di- director for Duffy, Paloma Faith. Wow. So we're currently working on a project together. I have Relay for Life next year, yep. which... Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm doing that with another, um, two other girls, Alex and uh, um, Colette. And also I have my advert. Your advert? Well, it's not my advert. What? It's an advert, which is Ooh. due to come out next year. Yeah, oh, next year. Very exciting. <laughs> and can people, people can buy your songs and stuff on iTunes. It's, can they do that now? They, they, they will do. They will, they will, <laughs> they will do, yeah. Crazy Blues is coming out. Lovely. Um, Have you got any gigs coming up at all? Um, Relay for Life. Relay for Life. Yeah, okay. Cancer Research. Listen, we're, we're kind of running out of time. Can we squeeze in another song, do you think? Yeah. Would yeah, that be okay? Try Listen, if, if, you... if, if we run out of time, I may just kind of give you a little wave, okay. which means, shut it, you, <laughs> but in a polite way, and you'll, you'll carry on though, boss, if you don't mind, but I, hopefully we'll squeeze it in. So what, what are you going to play for us now? Um, this one is called um, Selfish Kind of Love, and it's the first time I'm performing this. Hey, so. fantastic. Thank you. Away you go. Last night In the middle of the night Only to find You were gone We had fought The other night Saying things that weren't right I said I never loved you, baby Words that would come back to bite kind of love, selfish kind of love, kind of just ain't good enough. It's that selfish kind of love, selfish kind of love, kind of just ain't good enough. I woke up last night in the middle of night only to find you were gone. Can we at least be friends again? I know it's hard for us to pretend But the words, they come to mind I hate and I wish I didn't feel this way Can we at least be friends again? I know it's hard for us to pretend But the words, they come to mind I hate and I wish I didn't feel this way And I knew that you were the one day all alone But I never knew that you were 
selfish kind of love, selfish kind of love, kind of just ain't good enough. It's that selfish kind of love, selfish kind of love, kind of just ain't good for us. It's that selfish kind of love, selfish kind of love, kind of just ain't good enough. It's that selfish kind of love, selfish kind of love. Your timing is impeccable. That was fantastic and perfect. Sophia, thank you very much. We'll give you a little plug again in a second. But before that, uh, Russell, let's have the travel, please. Well, hi there. The A4146 still closed each way because of a crane on fire at the Solbury roundabouts in Leighton Buzzard. They may have put the fire out, but the road's still closed off and traffic's queuing, particularly on the southbound side with reports of delays around Lynslade. Uh, not a huge amount else from what I can see on the speed sensors. Even the M1 and M25, not bad. Russell Holding, BBC Three Counties. Russell, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Sophia, just give us a plug for your, your Facebook page and Twitter again so people can come and find out more. OK, you can... Um you can get my page on Facebook, Sophia Denisi, Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A-D-A-N-E-S-I, and the same for Twitter. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, Barry. Thank you for coming as well. Excellent stuff indeed. That's it. That's your lots for this week. Don't forget, download the podcast. I'll be back on Monday at 6. Until then, from me, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday and coming up on today's Big Phone-In. Do you support the firefighter strike? Firefighters in beds, hearts and bucks are on strike this evening. Just as thousands...